guys and gals, and welcome back to the We Love Horror podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything and anything horror. I'm Michael, and today I'm joined by a dear friend and special guest who I really like being friends with because he makes me more of a homosexual without me even having to try. So thank you for being on the show today, Cade. Whatever, loser. It's not my fault that you're gay. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> if you guys haven't picked up already, um, we are quoting lines from Sorority Row from 2009 because that is the movie that we're going to be talking about today. So yeah, I'm really excited to be doing this episode with you, Cade. Um, before we start, do you want to talk to the listeners about like what got you into horror, like your story with it? So... Um... <laughs> I, I gotta think about it real quick uh, <laughs> horror I did not always like I would hide under the blankets so I would probably run to my closet and just hide in there until the movie was over to be honest with you but um, I would say that my first experience enjoying a horror film would probably be Jeepers Creepers they rented it when I was like eight, so it was my birthday party, and it scared the shit out of me, but I couldn't get that movie out of my head. And then, you know, uh, The Grudge because of Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> so just discovering that, you know, Buffy was the scream queen yes. is kind of like what led me into that, and it just got better as it went on. That's really interesting because that's basically like exactly pretty much how I got into horror too. Like, like I, I watched you. I, I remember I'm sharing my Jeepers Creepers story when I did my Jeepers Creepers episode with Frank. So I won't get into it. But like with the whole grudge thing, that's the movie that really first and foremost got me into horror because, like you said, and also started my obsession with Sarah Michelle Geller <laughs> and wanting yeah. to make movies in general. Honestly, like that movie was the movie that really got me into the whole like filmmaking game. Because after that, I just remember like. I would make like all these like stupid cheesy like ho- like homemade horror movies on my fucking parents. Like I started out with my parents' big ass camcorder, and I just mm-hmm. make all these like stupid horror movies that I wish I still had today that I could look back and be like, "Ooh, that's not good." But yeah, and then I remember you and I in high school, like uh, we would make little like short films together too. <laughs> the real world mesquite but i do have to tell you having short films that you made in high school or middle school or whenever is not always a pleasant experience <laughs> why do you say that <laughs> cringe to the maximum That's yeah. why. i mean i guess yeah i mean you have a point but it, it is fun to like look back and like you know i guess enjoy although i don't have those videos to look back on now but probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a story for another day. But basically, yeah, I don't have yeah. any of those like old videos anymore. And it makes me want to cry every time I think about it. But yeah, well, but, I, yeah. you had your um, Halloween remake that you were trying to do. And that like stands out in my mind because I remember <laughs> Asia sitting at a computer, I think. And then she went to the <laughs> fridge to get milk or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, um, Oh my God. If I can remember the part where she's like, there's the part where she's talking on the phone and she's like, um, we, we used to laugh about it all the fucking time. Cause she's like, Lindsay, <laughs> get the dog. Stop barking right now. Like her, like Asia's voice. It's just, <laughs> uh. and then went back. That was back when Asia had her like scene girl hair, like where it was like Absolutely. all to like the side. Oh. Yes. Those were the days, dude. Those were the days. I miss those days. I miss making out with her 
behind your couch. Purple and Dexter. <laughs> that was amazing. Do you still have do you still have that video somewhere like in the deep? No. Mm-mm. No. And you can't like every time like I like I've searched it up before trying to see if like I can like watch it. And every yeah. time I go to the video, it's that's not available. So it Thanks. doesn't work, but you can find the stupid posters that I made if you Google it. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so um, there's a memory. Yep. Oh, and I forget that Maddie was in that too. Do you remember Maddie? Yes. Uh, yeah, we did. We did that. Um, she was the killer in one of your short films and I was running <laughs> from her. That's yeah. the one that we lost. The lost, Thankfully. the lost tapes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what we like to refer to as the lost, um, but unfortunately not forgotten. <laughs> yeah, forever lost. That we tapes. wish that we could forget that we made because they're so bad. <laughs> That's okay. Gotta grow somehow. I look back at some of the ones that you made though, and I'm like, you're, they're still pretty good. Like some of the little short films that you made. Like I think I'm too. Um uh critical of myself so everything i just nitpick but it's like i was in high school like i should be okay with that but whatever i appreciate it it's what i'm trying to say thank (laughs) you (laughs) yeah no problem yeah no like take the fucking compliments (laughs) get it just fucking take it Cade. (laughs) i guess yeah without further ado do you want to get into sorority row yes which in my personal opinion is like one of my favorite horror movies like i know that it gets like a lot of shit from like people that like it's not a very highly i feel like now that it's like aged i feel like people appreciate it a lot more but i think back in the day it was getting a lot of hate when it first came out for me i saw it in theaters and i had a good time with it i even wrote down in my notes here why i love the movie it's 70 percent gay 20 percent one-liners five percent good and only 5% straight. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yeah, so, yeah, we're reviewing Sorority Row today. It came out in 2009. Um, I guess I have the IMDb page up on here right now. I wanted to kind of just, I guess, read off, like, the main cast. So, Brianna Evigan, who plays Cassidy. Margot Harshman, who plays Chugs, which I didn't know for, like, the longest time. I didn't put two and two together that... Margot Harshman is also the one that plays um, Tawny in fucking Even Stevens. Like, oh god, I haven't seen that forever. Yeah, so like, I never for the longest time I didn't realize that, and then I was like, why does she look so familiar? Like when I saw her in Sorority Row, like I knew she looked familiar, but so yeah, Margot Harshman who plays Chugs, Rumor Willis who plays Ellie, uh, daughter of Bruce Willis. People may not know. Some people may not know that, but. They were, she was actually born in Paducah, and I lived in Paducah for four years. I oh, found that cool. out. That was really weird to me. Yeah, <laughs> That's an interesting uh, fact. I feel like the most important part of the cast is Leah Pipes. Oh, my I, God. Yeah. I had to steal your thunder. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, no, Leah Pipes, who plays Jessica, which, yeah, she definitely probably has, like, some of the best one-liners in this whole movie. Like Absolutely. Ugh. She and she plays such a good bitch. Like in every scene she's in, I'm just like, bravo. I just love her in this movie. She's Emma Roberts before Emma Roberts. Yes, exactly. Yes. Very well put. And then Jamie Chung, who's my personal favorite in the movie, uh, who plays Claire. I yeah, I love Jamie Chung in this movie. Like she's probably my favorite character. So she's like really the only one that I'm like kind of oh, sad about when she, you know. Yeah. 
bites the I dust. was sad about Jessica because Jessica is like the best bitch. <laughs> she should have survived, but I would trade her for a thousand Jamie Chungs. Would you? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Just in this movie. She was all right in everything else I've seen her in, but probably like, I don't know. I feel like they killed off the wrong people. I'd definitely get rid of Maggie real quick. Oh, right. I know her character, but I do there. I will get into this later. There are some like one-liners from her that I really fucking love too. And it yeah. like just happens to be during like confrontations with Jessica. So it's like the two fucking like most petty people in the movie, like showdown between the two of them. It's great. <laughs> I would have been a better third act than the killer reveal. That's true. Very true. Just <laughs> let them fucking beat the shit out of each other all over the sorority house. There we go. We got a good there ending go. right there. Yep. <laughs> Battle of the fucking <laughs> bitches. Bitchiest girls in the movie. Yep. <laughs> and then we're I guess we'll get into like the um side character Stress. side characters, I guess. Uh Audrina Patridge, who plays Megan. And then That's just a cameo. <laughs> yeah. And then Matt O'Leary, who plays Garrett, and then Julian Morris, who plays Andy, who is Cassidy's boyfriend. So Oh, and then you get like a a really good uh cameo from carrie fisher too she's in this movie quite a bit so she plays like the sorority house mother so that's fun absolutely carrie fisher though gets one of the best lines she does she has she has some good one-liners in this too the best one being the i run a house of 50 crazy bitches Bitches, yep and then caroline how do you say her last demore or something i'm just gonna say demore is that the one that plays maggie yeah, she's the one who plays Maggie, which is she Megan's doesn't sister. matter. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> she's just kind of like a character that's just kind of thrown in there for the fuck of it, basically. She's just another um, reason for Ellie to scream. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> which, um, Ellie does have a good scream, though. Oh my god. <laughs> Don't get me started on Ellie. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess get into like the opening scene of the film so like it starts out like with just like a shot of the outside of like the sorority house and you were telling me before we started recording that you never noticed a specific thing so if you want to like take it away with that of course you get the exterior of the house where we see a window well lit at the (laughs) top so like you upstairs sorry and you (laughs) see somebody thrown against the glass which i have never noticed I was like, what? So I guess this is kind of like a false beginning. You think you're about to be thrown into the action. And then somebody is screaming downstairs and comes out and they're at a sorority party. Yeah, because she's like, Danny, give me my shirt. And he's like, come and get it. Yeah. So he like goes chasing after her. And then you get like the the slow like move in on the house as you hear like the music like bump in. And then it like Mm -hmm. cuts to like a shot of like, just i've never been to a party like this do parties actually happen this way i just feel like parties are so over traumatized in movies but i'm like that's the kind of party that i would have a blast at like that would be like a party that i would go to like just to do like a once in a lifetime thing and then just never do it again because like i'm not like much of a party person but this party looks fucking cool as fuck like they basically it would have 
to be in a different town for me to even like want to bother. Like, I don't want to be around those people ever again, you know? Right. It's a one-time deal, you fucking drunk-ass bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, so, like, the, basically the camera, like, goes in on, like, this big-ass fucking, I think it's, like, the living room, like, foyer area, and, like, all these people are, like, there's these girls, like, bouncing on this, like, trampoline thing, and there's feathers going everywhere because they're, like, hitting each other with fucking pillows, and there's, like, one girl with, like, wearing, like, a onesie pajama thing with the fucking ass flap open, so you can see her ass. <laughs> That's the 5% straight part of this movie is <laughs> unnecessary nudity every five seconds. Pretty much. And you know, the funny thing about that is, is like none of the main cast in the movie ever shows any sort of nudity. I mean, like, sure, they wear like scantily like clad like underwear throughout the movie and stuff like that. But like you never see nudity from any of the like the main cast. You only see it from like people that are like extras or whatever. Well, so. from my understanding, they had like a no nudity clause. So they... The, the writers of the movie wanted there to be nudity and apparently there was some in the original script but none of those girls wanted to do it and that's why you have like all those unnecessary moments and that shower scene yeah, yeah. i think i think i read that leah pipes was the only one that was like willing to like show her boobs but she's like i don't have boobs she's like i'm yeah, flat chested she's, she's, yeah. <laughs> so, she's like the only one that would have been willing to like show her boobs in the movie but she's like i don't have any so yeah. <laughs> but, she could have uh, gotten a breastplate we've seen true. it on drag race yeah exactly <laughs> just do what the drag queens do you know absolutely <laughs> improvise <laughs> But yeah, so then it's like, it's like kind of supposed to look like this one shot thing, like just going through this entire like sorority house is like things are going on and you kind of like get like glimpses of each character sort of. So like it starts off with Cassidy and she's like doing this like choreographed dance with like a bunch of girls, which is just weird. Which why? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I was in step up too, you guys. So let me just show you a, like, you know, my dance moves, you know. That way people remember me. <laughs> right. And then it like pans from it goes from her and then it goes to like this guy trying to like get a beer from like this thing. And like, this guy's like, get out of the way douchebag. And he's like, so the guy fucking moves over to Chugs and he's like, Chugs, get me a beer. I'll give you a BJ. And then like Chugs like turns around, just like chucks the fucking drink at his face and then like walks off. But then she like, I love how she walks by one girl that's like holding like a bottle and she just grabs the bottle and starts chugging from it. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. And then it like, uh, goes into like this kitchen area and that's when you meet mrs crenshaw who's like the house mother which i'm like i'm sorry what house mother would ever let a party like that happen because she's so thinking that too because towards the end of the movie she's so pissed off about how they trashed her house the second time so it's like so you're gonna let them trash your house the first time i don't know yeah but she's just like quietly making like a fucking cup of tea in the kitchen and then like a couple of guys like barge in she's like no you guys get out now so then it like you follow the two guys as they go out. And then this is when you meet Ellie, right? Because Ellie's like standing against the wall talking to some guy. I don't then... know her. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> do we not like um do we not like Ellie in this movie, Kate? Is Ellie Absolutely not a favorite of not. yours? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so Which is fine to each their own, but my God. <laughs> yeah. A pig squeals less than her. <laughs> Yeah, so you get introduced to the character of Ellie, which I love kind of how this movie kind of plays with stereotypes a little bit. So Ellie's obviously like the nerdy, like smart one out of the group, but she's still kind of, I guess she's kind of hot in a way. Like she's still- If she took off her glasses. Yeah. And then you hear like Claire's like standing on top of like the staircase and she's like, Ellie, 
come here. And so like she calls Ellie over and then she like walks up the stairs and like follows Claire. And then you get like the cool like little hand back to Cassidy as she's walking up the, up the stairs following them. And then Cassidy's like walking down the hall and she gets to like the, the uh, Jessica's room and Jessica's, Jessica's like my room Zeta toast now. And she's like, have you seen Andy? And she's like, bros before ho or hoes before bros. And then she like drags um, Cassidy in. And so then they're all like kind of standing around with like shots or whatever. And then uh, Jessica says the whole like, Zetas, this party kicks off our senior year. <laughs> but first shout outs. And this is where I got like my little idea for like, you know, the whole, this is my shout out to Cade because he makes me homosexual without even having to try. But she's basically like telling Claire, she's like, but first shout outs, Claire, I like being your friend because it makes me multicultural without having to do anything. <laughs> and then Ellie's um, like, that's so racist. racist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't <laughs> so, like, like it. Right. And then they do like their whole like, you know, shout out thing. They go like all, each of them like shouts one person out. <clears throat> and then um, after they do that, uh, Cassidy's like, where's Megan? She should be here for this. And then uh, Jessica's like, oh yeah, I forgot. And so then they like bring all the girls into, is it another room or is it the same room? I think they went to a different room. That's what I was, that's what I was thinking. Cause I couldn't remember if they go into like a different room or if they stay in the same place, but I think it's Claire's room that they go into, but. To watch. The oh no, it's, Mara. yeah. So they're like watching something on the webcam and it's like Megan and Garrett like making out and <laughs> Cassidy's like, what is this? And they're like, um, we gave her, like they're talking about how they gave Garrett like roofies to give to her. So they keep like watching and then all of a sudden like Megan just starts like coughing up, like foaming up shit from her mouth. And so they're all like, what the fuck? So then they're like, they like run out of the room and Garrett like runs out to meet them in the hallway and they're like, he he's like, she's like convulsing. There's like shit coming out of her mouth. And, and then she's like, what did you do? And then he's like, I gave her the pills you gave me. And then Jessica's like, I, told, I said, give her one. And then they're like, basically like freaking out. So they tell Garrett to go get like the Escalade or whatever. And so this is when Jessica's like giving Megan like mouth to mouth. And then this is the part when you re- like realize that it was just a prank. Like Megan's like in on it too. And Chug says, oh my God, this is so hot. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, okay, easy there, Lindsay Lohan. This is make-believe, remember? And then this is when you get <clears throat> the not-so-great acting from Audrina Patridge. I'm sorry, but she's, like, not very good in this movie. She's like, <laughs> she's like, no, I'm not okay. I just got fake puke all over my $800 silk sheets. (laughs) That's that's too nice and generous of you. It's more like, no, I'm not okay. I got barfed on. (laughs) All over my $800 silk sheets. Did I mention that they were $800? Because, you know, we're all like richy, hoity-toity, bitchy girls. Like, (laughs) it was in the hills. Yeah. So she thinks she's an actress now. Everybody from the Hills thinks they're an actress. <laughs> Where's Lauren Conrad? I signed on to a different movie. Yeah, this is this isn't the right movie. Where am I? <laughs> this isn't the Hills. Maybe they actually did roofie me. Where am I? <laughs> 
She's like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> That's just how she acts like the entire like majority, like the the whole time that she's in the movie, she just acts like, where am I? Like, am I supposed to be here? I don't know. And then they talk about like how, um, cause Ellie's like, it was a prank. And she's like, um, Garrett cheated on me. And then Cassidy's like, well, didn't you cheat on him first? And then Jessica's like, details? Bitch boy cheated on a Zeta. You cheat on one Zeta, you cheat on every Zeta. And then they're like talking about how um, like they bring up like the roofie, like if they're not roofies, then what were they? And then doesn't Claire say like vitamin B12 or something? Yeah, it's, was- uh, it's definitely a vitamin. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Ellie's like, doesn't the- didn't you know that that helps prevent anemia? And then Jessica's like, too bad it doesn't prevent bulimia, which is something Megan could actually use. Uh-oh. And then <laughs> one of her many petty bitchy comments. Oh. And then you hear like the horn outside honk and then Claire's like showtime. And then it like cuts to them like driving along the road and Garrett's like flipping out. He's like freaking out. And <laughs> I like this scene because like they're trying, they're trying to keep it together, but there's like the part where Chugs like starts fucking laughing and like Jessica like hits her and she's just like, Oh yeah, I'm supposed to be crying. Yeah. So then they're like driving and Claire's like, I totally took a wrong turn up here. I'm totally freaking out. And then they're all like trying to, I guess, make it seem like she's dead or whatever. As she's and, laying in the back and they're just having a good time. I think she's <laughs> turning cold. Right. <laughs> and then Cassidy's the one that's like trying to like kind of diffuse the situation because Garrett's like freaking out. But then like Jessica keeps interrupting her and being like, oh my God, she's really dead. And then um, then Garrett's like, I'm going to call the cops or whatever. And then they're trying to like convince him not to because they're involved too. Cause they're like, yeah, but who sold you the roofies? And then she's like, there's a, there's like a rule or whatever, like suspension if you're caught with drugs on the campus or whatever, which obviously <laughs> I mean, and then, so they're like talking about like, Jessica's like, I have an idea we can fix this or whatever. And so they're like, they drive into like this old abandoned like mine type place and so like just the best part of the movie like (laughs) like i would say just setting wise like visually yeah yeah Yeah. so like they get here and the thing that i found interesting about this scene is like i guess when they filmed the scene it was fucking freezing cold like you can tell because they're all you can see their breath but they're all wearing like fucking lingerie and i'm just like i would be so that would be my nightmare if to be like if i had to stand out there for who god knows how long they had to like stand out there to film that scene but like the fact that they're all standing out in like fucking probably below freezing temperatures doing this scene like i would die but yeah they get there part of that commentary said that uh a portion of i think it was a portion of that scene was actually filmed on a set and that it was colder on the set than it was actually outside oh really oh wow that's interesting I didn't know that. That's cool. <laughs> well, yeah. you don't even get that in the commentary until the like very end because they call Jamie Chung and they ask her like, what part did you like and what part didn't you like? And she talks about that, that part that she didn't yeah, like. Being cold. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like me. That's what I'd probably be bitching and complaining <laughs> about. I'd be like, I'd probably be the worst person to have on set that day because I'd just certainly be there and be like, um, can we be done now? I'm fucking freezing. Like the, between yeah. takes, they'd probably have to like cover me up with like a shit ton of blankets. And I'd be that bitch that's like sitting under a fucking like 
tent with a heater, like the yeah. diva, the one that they would call the diva, because uh-huh. I would be like, it's too cold. I can't do this. <laughs> this was you a bad thing. The girl that's going, there's no service. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, oh yeah, my lines. I'm supposed to, you know. <laughs> but anyway, they're like, they pull up to this like abandoned like mine company type place and they all get out and she's like, there's a blank, Garrett, there's a blanket in the back, grab it. And then he just like pretty much vomits like all over the ground. And so they're all like laughing at him. And then they like open the back of the trunk or they open the trunk of the car and they like pull out a blanket and you kind of see like the tire iron, like in the back, like hinting that, Ooh, something's not gonna, something's going to happen. It's not good. Foreshadowing. Yeah. So they like, so they like haul Megan out and like lay her on the blanket. And then Jessica's like, so what's it going to be? One big chunk or little bits and pieces. And then like Garrett like vomits again. She's like, okay, let's try not to get our DNA all over the place. Thank you. (laughs) And then um, Ellie brings up the point, like in pre-med, they talked about like, if there's like air in the lungs, like in the chest cavity, like the body will float to the surface. Cause they're talking about like throwing her in the lake basically. And so, what about those implants? <laughs> yeah, that's another like golden line from fucking Jessica because she's like, <laughs> but what about implants? Does silicone flow? And then you see like fucking Megan like pull up her middle finger. Oh, and then also like Megan puts down her cell phone to like record it. Like she's got it down on the ground. Which I'm, how did Garrett not see that? First of all, I don't know. <laughs> he was in the back of the truck. No, I mean, but like when he approaches her, how does he not see it? Like I don't know. Maybe he's just- he's panicked. He gave her a lot of B12. That's true. He's got tunnel vision. probably. <laughs> <laughs> but then like they all, she's like, Jessica's basically like, okay, everybody like split up and find sharp rocks to dismember the body with. So like all the girls kind of like split up and you kind of see Garrett in the background, like go to the back of the car, you know, to get something. You don't know. I don't know if you know what it is yet. Does he like actually pull it out? Like, do you see him actually pull it out or... I- I think you just see him go to the back of the SUV and he's rummaging and then he, because the focus is on Jessica and I think, uh, is Cassidy Cassidy. the main girl? Yeah. Cassidy and Ellie, yeah. The focus is on those two because they're having their little arguments about they don't want to get in trouble, blah, blah, blah. And then you see him rounding over and then whack! Yeah, because she's like, she's like, so how long are you going to keep this going? And Ellie's like, yeah, I kind of agree with Cass. This is funny and all. And then Jessica's like, you're right. That's why we're doing it, because it's funny. And then all of a sudden, that's when you get, like, the whole stab scene, which is kind of like, whoa, holy fuck. Like, I mean, you know that something bad is going to happen. But I remember the first time I watched it, I was kind of, like, surprised. I was, like, still kind of, I guess, surprised. Yeah. And, yeah, so, like, he's like, stabs Megan, and then she starts screaming. And all the girls like run over and he's like, there's no air in the lungs anymore. And then that's when, uh, that's when you realize that Garrett's like, Oh fuck, she wasn't dead. Like the whole time. And so then Ellie and Cassidy are like trying to like, they put like, they take their coats off and like put it over Megan to like try to stop the bleeding. And I don't know if this is what you're supposed to do, but I noticed that they were like trying to do like chest compressions and I'm like, I don't <laughs> Maybe they were do just trying to apply pressure and it, <laughs> wrong well they kept like they kept moving their hands up and down though like the last time i watched this i was like um i think you're doing that all wrong i don't think you um for ellie being a pre-med student i don't think she's doing what you're supposed to be doing but okay (laughs) that or maybe they were just like holy shit she's dead we gotta get the air out of the lungs faster so we can sink this (laughs) so we can sink this bitch yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um 
Yeah, so then they're all like freaking out. And then um, I like the scene because it kind of, I don't know, just like putting yourself in that like similar scenario. That would be like terrifying, like realizing that, holy fuck, like this literally was only supposed to be a prank and now someone's actually dead. Like that would be like the worst thing ever. That's why like I don't do the whole prank thing. Like prank things, mm -mm. (laughs) go wrong. Yeah, I'm like, no thanks, I'm good. But uh, yeah, so Megan's dead, basically, thank God, because she's like the worst part about this movie. So, I mean, at least she gets killed off pretty early, so I don't have to, you know, we don't have to deal with it anymore. But she's then, just like, the plot point. Pretty much. So then um, they're like kind of standing there for a minute and they're kind of like figuring out what to do. And then Jessica's like, or who brings up, oh, because Jessica's like, uh, well, maybe we should call our parents first because Megan's dead and we're all responsible. So we're going to need lawyers. And then Chugs is like, I'm not letting my brother go to jail for a prank. And then Cassidy's basically like, so what do you want to leave Megan out here? And they're like, why not? Like w- what we said already is uh, still true. Nobody knows we're here. So like, then they start like, basically, I guess one out of because t- Chugs and jessica are like the ones that are pretty much in on it from the beginning like they're like yeah i'm all in the other ones kind of take a little bit of convincing like claire and ellie and like so they're like basically jessica goes into like this big old speech like like if i was where you guys were if i was laying where megan is right now like i wouldn't want you guys to throw away your lives or whatever because we're sisters yeah she's basically (laughs) she's basically trying to make it about all of them but it's basically she's just worried about herself and like i love that cassidy like brings that up like she doesn't care about because like she's basically like uh right claire didn't your father have a heart attack last year and then cassidy's like (laughs) she doesn't care about your father she only cares about herself think about it kyle's daddy won't let her be in the family anymore because the killer doesn't look very good when you're running for senate like and then, um, so, like, Cassidy's basically, like, the only one that's, like, completely... I mean, Ellie kind of is, too, but it's kind of, like, a peer pressure thing for her. Like, she's, like, she's just there. She's, like, I'm just gonna do whatever they want me to do. <laughs> but then you have that line where it's, what about your Mr. Perfect? You really think Andy's going to stay oh, with you after yeah. this? And she's like, it has nothing to do with him. And then Jessica's like, this decision affects the rest of our lives. Like every job, every relationship we ever have, people are going to know about it. And so like, I think it's Chugs who's like, should we vote on it? And she's like, vote all you want. At least we know, at least I know the truth, right, Ellie? And then Ellie's like, basically, this is when you find out that Ellie's kind of for the, like dumping the body too. Cause she kind of like, you can tell she doesn't want to, but at the same time, she's like, I don't really have a choice. Like, so then Cassidy's like, well, you guys (laughs) can say whatever the hell you want to say. And so she goes to like, she's going to try to like go call the cops and then like Garrett like stops her and he like puts like the fucking tire iron against her throat. And he's like, you're going to say whatever we tell you to say. And then she's like, are you going to kill me too? (laughs) Which is kind of fucked up. (laughs) You forgot a part. Oh, okay. uh, Tell me. Um, I cannot believe my ears. What happened to the tenets oh, of sisterhood? That's Trust, right. honor, respect. And then Jessica ain't having it. She's like, you forgot that too, too. Uh, Secrecy Just and see. solidarity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, so like 
Cassidy like goes running off to like go try to find like a signal to call the cops. And while she's gone, like all of them basically wrap Megan up in the blanket. And then you get like, it cuts to like the shot of fucking Megan just like being dragged along the ground, like her arms, like, you know, and then they're about to yeet this bitch. mm -hmm. (laughs) About to yeet yeet. So like, they basically like take her to like the top of like the mine shaft basically and so they're like standing at the like edge of it it's like just this big like fucking dark hole and i thought it was great same and then they like wrap um they basically wrap megan's body up in cassidy's jacket which is good to note because basically um they're like they're like all hoisting her up to throw her. And then Ellie's like, wait, like, what if this is a mistake? Like if we cross this line and then Chugs is like, look at the hole in her chest, Ellie, the, the line's already been crossed. And then they just like huck her body down the hole and you like hear it, like, like the loud thud ugh, of the body, like just hitting the ground. Bam. Bam. <laughs> Bam. Alexis Mateo. Insert Alexis Mateo here. Bam. Exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> To imagine, can you imagine? Okay, so like you edit like that scene instead of like the actual sound effects from the movie, you just hear like you hear the body falling and then you hear bam at the bottom of the hole, and then you just hear a uh Alexis at the bottom, sickening. No, <laughs> god, or she could just her body could be falling, Miss Vanjie, Miss Vanjie, <laughs> Miss Vanjie, you better not, Michelle, you better stop, Miss <laughs> Vanjie. Anyway, oh. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> you better stop, Michelle. Don't you do that. <laughs> fuck. Okay. Anyway, but yeah. Then... Ew, Michelle. Ew, Michelle. <laughs> um, nobody says that, but yes. <laughs> Violet Chachki. Can I just say how much of a legend Violet Chachki is? I love the bitch. <laughs> She's great. But um, yeah. So like, basically, they dump. Megan's body down the mine shaft and then that's when Cassidy comes running back up and she's like I can't find a signal and they're like all standing there like staring at her and she's like where is she and then she like looks down the hole and Jessica's like don't worry at least she'll be warm Cass we wrapped her up in your bloody jacket first which is like oh okay so much for fucking sisters right like they all fucking like turn on her and it's like so fucked up like I don't know what I would do if I was Cassidy in that situation I'd be like you fucking bitches like I think she's being selfish the world's gotta stop for one more whitey (laughs) (laughs) oh god that was perfect i love that (laughs) oh god (sighs) but it's it's (laughs) fucked it's perfect but i guess i'm like a more i like on a more serious note though like what would you do in that situation because like it really kind of like makes you think like if you were in that situation would you do the right thing or would you because it's like i i w- i can say very easily right now that i would want to do the right thing but it's like who knows if we were thrust in that situation if i would be like worrying about like oh fuck i'm gonna go to prison like oh god people like us would not do well in prison we'd be very popular in prison so like i that's something i would be like I'd be okay in prison. (laughs) They'd love me in prison. Yeah, we'd be Um, very popular. (laughs) I I personally, I mean, this is the question we've had since, and everybody wants to rip this movie because they're saying it's ripping off I Know What You Did Last Summer, but I mean, you watch the original House on Sorority Row, and that 
did it, but I can't speak to when Lois Duncan released the book. So I don't know if it was made before House on Sorority Row, but I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's the question, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I personally, oh, oh that was thunder. probably really loud. Cue the thunder. <laughs> we'll wait for it to pass. Okay. Um, <laughs> I personally wouldn't find myself in this situation because nobody invites me anywhere. And if anybody does invite me somewhere, I usually cancel like 50 minutes before. (laughs) So um, if I did find myself in this situation, I would definitely be the rat because like I tell on myself all the time. So there's no way that I'm not calling the police right away. I'd be like, fuck you bitches. Um, I'll find new friends. Um, I'll find new friends in prison. Thanks. <laughs> I hopefully wouldn't be as boring as Julie James. I'd, oh. I'd, I'd want to say that I'd be Jessica, but with my luck, I'd be a Maggie. Oh, so. no, no. You got to give yourself more credit than that. You're at least a Jamie Chung. Like, <laughs> like if you're, if you're not Jessica, you're at least Jamie Chung. Like, with my luck, I'd be a Maggie, which is better than calling myself an Ellie. So that's true. Um, <laughs> I I'd probably rat on them all because Same. I didn't do anything wrong. Like fuck you, bitches. I'd be Stop. like, I had no part in this. Like the dr- the the fake roofies. This whole I had no part. Like I'm gonna say that right now. Like you can't ever prove that I was even here. <laughs> I'll just go to the sorority from Black Christmas and kick it with them girls instead. Like I'd rather have my eyes gouge out, gouged out than lie to everyone. Plus, Michelle Trantenberg is gonna be there. It'll be a good time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and Mary Elizabeth Winstead, she'll be there too. Ah, uh, Crystal Lowe will be drunk. Like those girls are much funner than these girls. Yeah, Let's and they're honest. not as uppity tight. Like <laughs> right, they're not trying to date the senator. Suck. Right. They've got lower. <laughs> they've got lower values than that. Well, I mean, at least Crystal Lowe's character does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character seems like somebody that would date the senator, but... <laughs> well, she would just run to her NASCAR daddy. That's true. <laughs> She'd probably marry her NASCAR daddy, let's be honest. Ew, yeah. <laughs> <Ugh>. Ew, Michelle. <laughs> Ew, Michelle. <laughs> but, uh, oh, God. Um, anyway, sorry. But yeah, so, like, basically, she's like, yeah, so at least she'll be warm. We wrapped her, wrapped her up in your bloody jacket first. And then Cassidy's like, you wouldn't. And she's like, we did. And she's like, we're not going to let this ruin our lives, Cassidy. And there's no reason you have to either. And then basically, like, she's like, trying to explain with, to Jessica, like, do you know what it's like living with a secret like this? And Jessica's like, of course we do. We're Zeta Pi. Now let's go wash our blood. Let's go wash the blood off in the lake and get back to the party. And basically like all of them like walk off one by one or well, Jessica first like throws the tire iron down and you get like that cool shot. Like clearly the tire iron is fucking like CGI, um, CGI, but it still looks cool. Sci-fi budget CGI. (laughs) Right. Oh, a good example of CGI for a low budget movie would be the boy. They CGI'd his mask when he reveals himself at the end. Spoiler alert. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, they said it when they were doing press for the second one this year. That was CGI. I I was surprised by that. Impressive. Yeah, because I didn't didn't even know that. But uh, you get the beautiful silhouette shot, though. And I like, I think that's my favorite part of the movie because I just love a good silhouette, you know? Yes. Yes. It's good. 
And then like they're uh, basically like Chugs is like, we knew you'd come around, Cass. And then Claire's like, thank you, Cassidy. And then Ellie's the one that's like, come on. And fucking Claire or fucking Cassidy is just like, fuck all you bitches. Like the fuck. And then you get, yeah, like you were saying, you get that cool fucking like silhouette shot, which I'm guessing is the set. I'm guessing that was on the stage, that scene. It would have to be. There's no way they're getting that black. You know, well, how do I put that? Like they're not getting that much black point out of that scene. Right. On, like, like a, on location. Like, yeah. <laughs> it has to be a set. There's no oh, way they sure. pulled that off on location. Yeah. So then you get like that really cool, like wide shot of just Cassidy, like standing up there by herself. And then it cuts to black. And then we get like the graduation scene because, and then this is when you meet the character. Cause you haven't met Andy yet. Like during this entire first opening like this first like opening scene, like you never see Andy. And then this is when you get like the introduction of Andy, like he's the valid Victorian, like he's doing his like graduation speech. And he basically like one part of his speech, he's like reputation comes from the company that you keep and the company that I've kept these past four years is like, blah, 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 blah. I won't say the whole thing. And then foreshadowing pretty much. Yeah. He just wants to go back later and be like, did you not hear what I said in my speech? (laughs) Let me reiterate it for you, okay? (laughs) He ends it by saying good luck and God bless, but we all know he should have said good luck and don't fuck it up. How did we make this a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast? I don't know. Like, literally, you can make... (laughs) No, seriously, though, you can make, like, anything a RuPaul's Drag Race reference these days. Like, me and my friend, like, sometimes we'll talk on the phone while he's working and I'm at... Like, while I'm at work. And, like, Mm -hmm. we'll just, like... I'll say something and he'll be like, he'll just bring up a RuPaul's Drag Race quote. And I'm like, wow, how did you incorporate that into our conversation? So clever. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so then you well, get like, Julian Morris, who plays Andy, is gay. So mm, he's, he's a good looking man, too. I can see it. Cute, but psycho. Ooh, yeah. Hashtag MySpace. I mean, if I was Cassidy in that situation, I'd be like, ooh, you did all this for me? Keeper. <laughs> I don't know. He's about a keeper. All that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was just being sarcastic. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So it like cuts to the graduation scene. He like does his speech, and then everybody like throws their caps up. And then you get like the shot of like Chugs like opening the bottle of champagne, and um, they're like, or she does like a toast. She's like to my sisters as Zeta Pi, not just for four years, but forever. And then they, it's like, oh yeah, bullshit forever. You guys aren't going to talk after this. And then like. Um, Jessica like sees Cassidy like in the crowd and she like doesn't she like raise up her no Maggie do what wait oh never mind never mind (laughs) you said in the crowd yeah they raise their glass to one another but they're not with each other yeah and then Cassidy just like walks off she doesn't even like do anything and then it like cuts to Cassidy with Andy like they're in their bedroom he basically like brings up the fact that um he's like you and your sisters were so close before Megan disappeared And then she's like, can we not talk about that? Because obviously she hasn't told Andy, which is funny because she's literally the only one in the movie that doesn't tell somebody. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh yeah, so much for fucking secrecy and solidarity. All you bitches fucking ran your mouth. Like, but uh, yeah, so then, you know, you get like the mini, I guess, sex scene with her and Andy. And then it like cuts to like the the sorority house. And which uh, it's, 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 um, it's nice to see a final girl who, like, you know, has sex. Gives and it up. Isn't, like, 
like prudish like i don't like i can't speak for females but like i feel like that's tiresome in the horror genre that we always have to have like this evangelical like virgin character yeah like julie james well no she lost her virginity on the beach never mind yeah (laughs) good for you julie you boring bitch i know it should have been helen should have been hell. Truly, oh yeah. But this you, is not an I know what you did last summer podcast. That's true. Okay. Yeah, we're getting we're getting uh yeah. That's for another that's for another time. Um but yeah, so basically it cuts to like oh for a second I was like, is that my phone? Did you turn your vibrator on, Cade? I'm just kidding. There's no, a plane. It's, no, it's been in before. Oh. <laughs> before I started. <laughs> I'm sitting on a secret right now. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, anyway. Yeah, so then it cuts to, like, the... Yeah, well, and then I forgot to mention that they also talk about, like, Cassidy's like, oh, I really don't want to go to this thing. And he's like, well, let's just skip it. And then <clears throat> they're talking about, like, how his parents won't let them sleep in the same bed together. Like, basically. And then, oh, and then he also says he says something that's kind of foreshadowing too. I wanted to bring that up. He's like, well, just think if you live through tonight, you'll wake up tomorrow with the waves crashing on the beach or whatever. So it's like a very like foreshadowing, like, Ooh, if you live through tonight, it's like, Oh, okay. I see what you're doing, but you know, you don't pick up on it. Like the first time you watch it, obviously, but um, yeah. So then it like, yeah. So then it cuts to like the sorority house and Cassidy and Andy like walk up with Cassidy's parents and then Jessica like walks up to them and she's like, Mr. And Mrs. Tappan. She like puts on like her fake like facade. She's like, it's been so long since I saw you last. And they're like, Oh, hi Jessica. And then she's like, well, 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 if it isn't the boy that's taking our little Cassidy away. And then Andy's like, she's a big girl. She can handle herself, but if yeah. she get lost, she need your help. Pay attention to me. And I'll talk to you. Help. Anyway. <laughs> Pretty much, she's like she's a big girl. girl, Whatever you are. Oh god, this episode's gonna be a fun one. (laughs) I'm excited to edit it. Let's see. Um, What does she say? She's a big girl. She She can can make make her her own own decisions. Yeah, and she's like, careful, don't you know? Can't break the bond. We you can't break the bonds of Zeta Pi. We're sisters. And then she's like, excuse me. And then like goes walking off. And then you hear, or, like, you see Ellie standing there, and she's like, um, where's Chugs? And she's like, oh, you know Chugs. She's always willing to help out with some freshman orientation. And then this is when it cuts to Chugs in the fucking kitchen, and she's, like, making out with this guy. And You taste like vomit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, that's because I threw up before, but I ate a mint, so you're fine. And then she, like, her skirt, like, hikes up, and she's like, Oops. I forgot to wear underwear. And then she's like, it's really cold down there. You think you could warm it up for me? And he's like, this whole thing's kind of grossing me out. <laughs> and then she's like, whatever, move it, loser. Not my fault your day. <laughs> then it cuts to, this has been the best four years of our lives. <laughs> the best five years for some of us. <laughs> Not mentioning we'll just do any a dramatic uh, script reading. <laughs> Becky. Reed. Right. <laughs> instead of instead of like talking about the movie we just quote the whole movie for you guys <laughs> which is basically what we've been doing <laughs> but yeah so then it like cuts to like the the luncheon thing and jessica's like standing there doing her whole like speech thing and yeah she's basically like this has been the best four years of our lives blah 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 and then <clears throat> this is when you like 
Oh, and then she like thanks Mrs. Crenshaw for like all the hard work on getting like the renovations, the sort because like you clearly see that they're like doing, they're remodeling like the sorority house or whatever, and so adding an extension. Yeah, I think is what they're doing. Pretty much, yeah. And then, um, then that's maybe, when. Oh, oh, sorry. What? No, oh, no. You go. <laughs> just gonna say maybe they had all that set up because that one crack in the window from six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> it just completely fucking like buckled the foundation. <laughs> oh man, that's it was, probably why. It was somebody bumping into Regina George. Move it, fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the that's the mystery. Mystery solved. That's Regina George in the window. Yeah, we have and then, this luncheon every year to celebrate the long-lasting long lasting ties, ties of sisterhood. sisterhood, and to remember that our motto: trust, trust respect, respect, honor, secrecy, and solidarity are truly <laughs> words that, that last a lifetime. A lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Yeah, so after that, she basically, like, talks about, because um, I think this is when she sees, like, you don't see her yet, but then I think Jessica sees her, because then that's when she starts saying, like, but there's one whom we cannot forget, and then she basically talks about, like, Megan, and um, how, like, they hope and pray that she comes back to us or whatever, and then Chugs is like, no freaking way, and then Ellie, Which, like, like, why is it friggin', like, You've been saying fuck this, fuck that throughout the entire movie. and I know. No friggin' way. I know, right? Well, maybe maybe it was because, because I read, I also read something like this movie was originally going to be PG-13. And I was like, thank God it wasn't. Because it would be bad. It would be like the Prom Night remake, basically. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that's basically like after watching the Prom Night remake, that's why they wanted to turn it into PG-13. But they ended up staying with the solid R rating, which I was like, good. Yeah. Hiccups. Anyway. Because Prom Night could have been fun, but, like, that was, like, completely bloodless. Like, that mm-hmm. that needed the blood, you know? Yeah. Well, the because unrated version has a, a drop. little bit more, but, like... An not dropper of blood. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And so, like, she's basically doing her speech about how, like, talking about Megan and um, then Chugs is like, no freaking way. And then Ellie like looks and then you see like this like girl walking towards them. And then it kind of like shows Audrina Patrick's Audrina Patrick's face, but it's like not her. And then <laughs> Ellie does one of her, one of your favorite screams. <laughs> yeah. She like screams and like faints and then like everyone like freaks out. And then Jessica's like, well, as you can see, some of us are still a little overwhelmed by it all. And then it like cuts to like the kitchen and um, Ellie's like sitting on the counter is like Cassidy's like has like a rag to her head. And then fucking Jessica walks in and she's like, who have been faints anymore? And Claire's like, it's okay. I told her, it was, I told him it was the heat. And then Ellie's like, it was Megan. I, I know it was. And then <laughs> Jessica's like, it was like, her sister, dumbass. <laughs> And might I say you played it real cool. And then this is when you get introduced to the character of Maggie. Because Maggie comes in. She's like, hi. She's like this homely looking fucking. Homely? (laughs) She's pretty homely looking. I'm sorry. Like, it sounds mean of me to say, but she's homely. Like, compared to all the other girls in this movie, she like walks in. It's like, ooh. Look who the cat dragon. True, but I don't know. (laughs) She's just homely looking. And then they're basically all like. 
And then she's like, I did not mean to scare you, Ellie. And then Ellie's like, how do you know my name? And she's like, I met all of you before. And then Jessica's like, you're bigger. You've grown up. Or, and then she talks about how like her parents couldn't make it because it's like still too hard on them. And, but she's like, but I didn't want to miss it. I just wanted to come by and let you all know that I'm going to be rushing Zeta Pi next year. And then Ellie's like, I'm going to be sick. And then she like just runs off. And then um, that's when Maggie's like, are you guys having a party tonight? And she's like, yeah, you know, you should totally come. Oh, wait, no, you're rushing next year. And that violates Greek rules and recruiting. And then she's like, I won't tell if you won't. And then that's when they're like trying to like shoo her out. And she's like, friend me on Facebook. I'll totally confirm. <laughs> the best, like most petty, stupidest line ever. I, love I know. <laughs> and then she's like, bye. And then, um, oh, you get the line of, was it just me or was that girl all sorts, sorts of, creepy? of creepy? Yeah. And then she's like, and then she's like, well, I can't imagine, or Cassidy's like, I can't imagine why. And then Jessica's like, no way she's getting in with that outfit. But then this is when you get introduced to uh, Claire's boyfriend and Jessica's boyfriend, because they all come in and they're like, who's ready to party? They're like the typical, like, fucking beefcake frat Frat boys. Yeah. And then... um, They would make fun of this podcast. (laughs) Pretty much. And then Claire's boyfriend, Mickey, he's like, chugs your mom smoking hot i would totally have a sip of that milkshake and claire's like hey (laughs) he's like if i wasn't dating you of course claire and then um they basically like leave to go like set up decorations for the party or whatever and then this is when you get like the scene where all their phones start going off and like they open it and then that's when you get like the first um i guess kind of like the i know what you did last summer message from the killer because it's like the phone's but on the phone, it's like the killer, like holding the, the um, tire iron. So yes, and they all think it's Garrett. Yeah, that's it. yeah, because like, um, that's when Chugs is like Garrett. I'm gonna kill him, and then Claire's like Garrett. What the fuck is this, Chugs? And she's like, he developed like a weird sense of humor since the accident, and this is just his way of saying. And then Claire's like, oh, happy graduation, real funny. And then like they delete it from Ellie's phone because you know Ellie. You know, how Ellie would react if she saw that. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. So then they like, (laughs) Jessica's like, Ellie, will you be in charge of like cleaning up the place or whatever? And Ellie's like, yeah, if Cassidy helps me. And then Cassidy's like, oh no. Because Cassidy wasn't planning on staying after that. She was planning on like piecing out. And then Jessica's like, please don't tell us you're not coming. How's that going to look? And then uh, Cassidy's like, I don't really care how it looks. I just, I don't really care if we get caught. I just don't want to share a cell with you. And then um, this is when Jessica's like, oh, don't be whole, all holier than thou. You could have gone to the cops if you really wanted to. And I would have, I would have fucking punched her in the face. I literally oh. would. <laughs> I would have just, I would have like decked her across the face if I was Cassidy. Cause like Cassidy is way too nice. But, um, but I mean, she has a point. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'd be the same amount of petty in that situation. Like, bitch, it's been six months. You didn't say anything. (laughs) I did to my boyfriend. (laughs) Right. And then this is the scene that you were talking about earlier where she's on the phone with Andy. Because, like, she goes to, I think she's, like, walking through, like, the unremodeled part of the the, uh, sorority house. Like, she's by herself. And uh, she's basically, like this is when it brings up like the whole like subplot of like the pinning thing, like where she's like, she calls him and she's like, careful what you just say. I pinned you. And he's like, Oh, I just finished writing on Facebook or whatever back when Facebook was a thing. Cause this was, this was before Instagram. 
I forget that this is like before Instagram. It's crazy to think about that. But um, then uh, she's basically talking about how like she got like drug into like the party or whatever. And uh, that like if he'll stick around with her until the end of the party and then they can leave. And he's like anything for you. And she's like, seriously, like the most wonderful thing in my life. I would do anything for you. And he's like, oh, well, we'll test that theory tonight. Like another little foreshadowing (laughs) yeah so then after that scene it like cuts to the um carrie fisher's character who plays like the house mother and she's like basically like giving her speech to the girls and she's like (laughs) she's like i know that i'm supposed to give you your last night here at zeta pi i'm supposed to let you have the house to yourselves and then she's like i expect you to treat this house with the same respect that you've shown me the last four years and she's like that was a joke Cause she's like, clearly these girls are a bunch of fucking bitches. Like she's, just, I just love how passive aggressively bitchy she is to like the girls. And then she like hands out like all these neck, like these are they, bra- they're bracelets, right? Yes. Yeah. She Which hands out like important later yes, on. Cause that's also a very um, good, uh, I guess little plot point that you never think about until the end. But um, yeah. So she starts handing out these bracelets and then Jessica's like, oh, I'm sorry. They're really nice. Like, she's just such a bitch. And then um, she's like, as soon as, like, she's she's like, okay, I'm going to leave now, so be safe, girls, or whatever. And then she, like, leaves, and they're all, like, standing there. And then, well, then first Ellie, like, you see Ellie putting on uh, Cassidy's bracelet, and then Cassidy's putting on Ellie's or whatever. And then the rest of them are just like, Jessica's like, ew, silver coated. I'm never going to wear this. And she's like, she like tosses it onto the desk and then Claire and, cause I feel like Claire is basically like her like pet. Like Claire basically does everything that Jessica wants her to do. She's so, the like, Gretchen Wieners of the group. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so like Claire basically throws it down and then Chugs does too. And then they all walk off. And then this excuse is when excuse me move bitches <laughs> she's like excuse me move bitches yeah <clears throat> and then it cuts to like mrs crenshaw like getting her a car and she like looks back and at the house and as soon as she leaves that's when like they take off like the there's like a banner and it says like close off graduates and then you see like <laughs> a couple of girls struggling with this big ass fucking uh what are they called the things of beer like the big oh, the keg. keg. Yeah, the keg. Um, <laughs> they're like fucking struggling with it. And then you just see like all like the, you know, the party like starting to like go into full swing. And then um, Claire, it like cuts to Claire in the hot tub. And like this is Claire, like Jamie Chung seriously makes me question my sexuality sometimes because she is like so, <laughs> she's like so, I don't know. Like, and I'm saying that as a gay man, like I can't believe like I'm even you know, but like, she's, she's hot in this movie. Like, I'm like, okay. If like, like I said, if I was alone in a room with Jamie Chung. Nah. It's the same with like Megan Fox and Jennifer's body for me personally. So Claire is your Jennifer <laughs> or Claire. Jennifer, Jennifer is my your, Claire. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> could, I meant. could eat me any day of the week. <laughs> but, um, as yeah, long cause... as it starts with my ass. Because <laughs> he's a bottom feeder. <laughs> oh, God. Now you're messing with the what? What? Yes. what? We'll go there. Oh, oh I, I went there. I went there. <laughs> but yeah, so then it cuts to like Claire in the hot tub. 
And this is another like little subplot that like pays off later. There's like a lot of little setups and payoffs that you don't realize that pay off until the, towards the end of the movie. But she's like filling like the fucking hot tub with a bunch of like bubble bath shit. And he's like, I don't think that's very good for the jets. And then uh, she's like, come on chicken one last time in the hot tub. And he's like, there's people all around. And she, he's like, I just say we go upstairs. And then she like takes her like top off. And like, no, not the boobies. Yeah, which the fu- <laughs> is that what he says? Yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh, the boobies. So that's yeah. me with every horror movie. You're like, oh no, god, not the boobies. Why can't we see more dick in horror movies? Like, what's wrong with that? God, Just watch Midsummer, I guess. There you go. Yep, you see Jack Rainier's, <clears throat> you know, dick. You just said pussy. You can say dick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was I was trying to figure out how I was gonna say. It. I was gonna say was I gonna say dick or penis? But I decided to say Cock. dick. So, Cock. Cock and balls. <laughs> but uh, then it like, um, oh, and then like the thing about Jamie Chung, like she stated in an interview that like she like refused to do like any sort of nudity, but like she was like, I'm not like opposed to doing it if it like has a purpose. Like yeah. she has a purpose to like my character in a movie. Then sure, I'll do it. So. I don't know. Like she's like, I love how she's like not opposed to it, but she's like not going to do it unless it's like, <laughs> uh, like drives the story forward in in some way. Yeah. You know? Which not is for cool. the guys that wrote Piranha. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so they can see her boobs. Yep. And then it cuts to um, it cuts to Chugs, which is the first. Well, I guess not the first casualty in the movie, but she's the first one to go out of the group. And so, like, she gets to this big-ass house with, like, this big-ass fucking front door. It's just this big wooden door that's, like, <laughs> I swear to God, it's, like, six feet across. And she, like, walks in. And she's, like, Dr. Rosenberg? And then she, like, walks down this long hallway. And then this is when she comes across Cade. I'm just kidding. Uh, huh. Hi, it's me. Cade <laughs> after a one-night stand that <laughs> didn't get finished because it was interrupted prematurely, but... Hey girl, I had to get my B12. You understand. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Gotta go now. Um, oh. But yeah, so like she comes walking around the corner and like the, mu- I think the music kind of swells a little bit as if like, cause first you see like a hand like chained to the bed. Mm-hmm. And so you think she's going to come across like a murder scene or something. And then like, as it like goes, as like it fully shows the room, you see like the doctor, like basically handcuffed to the bed and she's like, dr rosenberg and he's like sorry my last session ended abruptly and she's like where are the keys and he's like they're over on the hey there's no reason like you can't you can't you and i can't finish what my last patient started and you can tell that she's kind of like oh god here we go again and then he's like did i mention all the sample prescriptions i have with no place to go and she's like (sighs) okay let me go freshen up (laughs) <laughs> I'm just going to quote this entire movie. I'm so sorry oh, for all the listeners, but um, then she like goes into the bathroom to like whatever, freshen up and then cheers slut. Pretty much. Well, then you hear like the record play. There's like music playing the whole time in the background as she like comes in, which another fun fact I heard about, I guess all the background music like that you hear like during these scenes, like if it's not movie score music was music that they, that you can hear in the Sims three. Like, you know, when you play that, when you have the sim, listen to the stereo or whatever. Like, if there's, like, a certain setting, you can hear the music from this movie. Like, all the music that, like, plays, like, the classical music shit. I was like, that's, like, when I was looking up the trivia on IMDb recently, I I saw that and I was like, 
that's very interesting. Did well, not Drag Race uses music from The Sims too. So, oh really? There's another Drag Race like <laughs> reference, but yeah, I've noticed a lot of things lately that have music from The Sims, which is completely strange to me. But what can <laughs> yeah. you do? I don't right. have time for catch me, rape me. <laughs> yeah, because like the because you like hear the music playing in the background, and then all of a sudden it stops, and you hear like something scraping against the wall, and like the doctor is like trying to like get his wrist unshackled from the handcuffs, and so like he finally does, and he stands up, and then you see like this fucking person in like a long gown, like basically Huck, like the fucking. Uh, which I will say, the weapon in this movie is pretty fucking cool. Like, yeah. I've never seen, like, a, a weapon in a horror movie, like, done so, I guess, fu- it's just fucking cool. Like, the whole thing is just, like, a, it's, like, basically a fucking ninja star <laughs> has weapons on each side yeah. of it. Yeah. It's so, I feel like it's really inventive, like, for, as a, like, a murder weapon. I've never seen it before. Because it's not get... just a machete or a chainsaw. Exactly, yeah. Or a guy with a knife who just snaps. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love all these. I can't wait to do our Scream series together because if you think that we're quoting a lot of lines now, girl. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> but, um. Because yeah. you talk too much. So shut the fuck, fuck up, up and do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what the listeners are thinking. They're like, fuck. But, uh, Another two hour episode, Michael. <laughs> I know. We haven't even gotten to the first death yet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, well, like. We have. The- well, I guess, yeah. So, like, the yeah. doctor's dead now, and then it cuts back to Chugs in, like, the bathroom, and she's, like, leaving a message for Jessica because she's like, I'm going to be there. I'm not going to be there when the party starts because Dr. Rosenberg's really making me earn the pills this time. And she's like, but I'll see you later. And then she, like, hangs up, and, like, she opens the mirror and takes out some pills, and then it does the whole, like, ooh, something's going to be behind her in the mirror. And she, like, closes mm-hmm. it, but there's nothing there. And then she, like, just takes a bottle. Like, she chugs from the bottle, and she's like, cheers, slut. <laughs> yeah that mirror scare has become way too common they do it with yes. refrigerators now like god yeah <laughs> refrigerators fucking doors <laughs> next it's just, it's just gonna be somebody like taking off their pants and like holding them and then they'll pull it down and there's somebody standing behind them <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> right um so she like goes walking out and she sees like that the bed is empty now and like the handcuffs are just like swinging and she's like really and then she like goes walk- and i'm sorry but how would you not notice the big ass fucking puddle of blood like i guess was i that, guess if do what was that like in view though <clears throat> like i, I mean, know that he like walks away and then he gets it in the head yeah like well i mean i guess it's not in view from where she's at from the bathroom but like if you were to walk along the foot of the bed, like at some point you'd probably see it in your peripheral vision because it's like right by the other side of the bed, like where she like walks by. Cause you like see her walk by and like, you see like the big ass puddle of blood forming. And then I doubt she had time for that because like she said, she doesn't have time for catch me right. True. Yeah. That's like her next line. Cause she's like walking around the house and yeah, she basically says that line. And then she like sits down on the sofa, which I'm sorry, this is like the best death in the whole movie. I fucking oh, absolutely. Love this yeah. Yeah. So she's like okay. sitting there like with the long fucking bottle of what is it? Champagne something. And yeah. she, she like lays back on the, on the like Ottoman thing. And she like goes to like take another drink. And then all of a sudden, like you just see the killer's like hand slam the bottle down into her throat basically. Yeah. 
but like kind of it, it if you look at everyone else everyone else is getting it like in random places but all of the girls are like the people that have told the secret are all getting kills to them now yep yeah because they couldn't shut up so he's shutting them up he's shutting them up permanently <laughs> or she we don't know maybe it's carrie it could be could be carrie fisher oh. that'd be kind of cool <laughs> But uh, she the thing down, and she's got her little Princess Leia buns. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I told this you not to fuck Star with me. Wars. Yeah, <laughs> this is my cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, yeah. So, um, yeah. So then he like slams it down into her mouth, and like it doesn't go down all the way, and she's like trying to like pull it out, and then he slams it down even further, and then takes like the tire iron and basically stabs her through the throat with like the blade and then you see like the blood like gurgling up through the fucking uh bottle which is such a cool death and then like her gurgling kind of like it kind of like cross fades into like the sound of like the bubbles or whatever hashtag chugs yes hashtag (laughs) chugs is dead (laughs) yes and then it like cuts back to like the sorority house is like they're still setting up for the party and the one girl's like It's already five o'clock. It's only five o'clock and I'm already wasted. And then Ellie's like, yeah, and by five and by 10, she'll be pregnant. And then um, it cuts after that scene, it cuts to like the scene with Jessica where she goes to meet with her boyfriend's dad at like that fancy restaurant or whatever. And he basically is like such an asshole to her the whole time because he's like, he, because uh, what does he say? He's like, you're a very spirited girl. And Jessica's like, thank you, sir. And he's like, I didn't mean that as a compliment. And then he's like, there's certain, there's two types of girls. The girls you, the girl you spend your life with, the girl that um, you learn hard with. And then he's like, I'm having trouble figuring out which one you are. And then he's basically like, I'll be watching you. And this little dream you've been having all your life, that all goes away. Basically saying like, if she doesn't, you know, mind her P's and Q's or whatever, which Gets me to thinking, does her dad know? Does his dad know about it? Like, do you think Kyle told his dad? That's, like, something that's kind of interesting to think about, I guess. Well, it says... Because, like, he kind of hints that he... Like, obviously, he doesn't... He's not very fond of her, but it's, like, could it be because he knows that she... Like, so, basically, he's, like, threatening her that if she says anything, that, like, this, like little dream she's had her whole life goes away kind of thing i don't know i always kind of like interpreted that scene as like what maybe he knows kind of i don't know because i've never really put too much thought into it i just figured if like because you find out later that he's cheating on her with maggie you know so it's (laughs) like is he just saying that if he like if she does something to make her son look bad then it's yeah the i mean end it could line for her it could just be something as simple as that like i don't know why i have to turn into everything into like a <laughs> a character study type of thing it's just that the last time i watched it that thought kind of went through my mind i was kind of like you know it could just be because he you know thinks that she's like a bitch and whatever and she's not good for yeah. his son but like what if it's more more than that like what if he actually does know about it i don't know anyway i feel like he's rich like he's a senator he's rich enough to just make the problem go away and he would shut everyone up so i feel like maybe if his son had like told him then jessica would already be dead that's true 
Yeah, she'd be a liability at that point. <laughs> but it's also, you know, to set him up as a red herring, probably. Yeah, yeah, that could be it too. That's a good point. But uh, yeah, then it. Um, where does it cut to after that? Does it cut yeah. back to? I think it cuts back to the sorority house, right? And they're getting like, like they're setting stuff up still. Yeah, because it cuts to Claire and Mickey after canoodling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Claire, because Claire is like um, running through the house like in a towel, like after the whole hot tub encounter thing, and he's basically like he can't fucking keep his hands or in his eyes to himself because she's like still in the room and he's like fucking going around look, trying to peek up under like some girl's skirt and she's like, <laughs> seriously, go get ready. Like, and then you see like Cassie and Ellie and Cassie's like, are you okay? And Ellie's like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, why wouldn't I be? And then she's like, I've got to go or I'm going to go take care of this or whatever. And then this is when you get like another <laughs> really petty scene with Jessica and Cassidy. Cause like Cassie's like, I'm worried about her. And uh, Jessica's like, who? And she's like, Ellie, like, what is she going to do after this place? And then <laughs> Jessica's like, what do I care? I don't need her to do my term papers for me anymore. And then Cassidy's yeah. like, Cassidy's like, I think we have a different definition of the word sister. And then Jessica's like, I'm going to go take a shower. That was not an invitation. <laughs> and then it cuts to the shower scene. The shower scene that's only there because they wanted some boobies. Some boobies, yeah. And probably like an extra like kill in between, I guess, maybe. Because I mean, I guess the scene kind of is like, it's pointless, but at the same time, it's kind of, I guess, there is somewhat of a purpose to it because um, it, like, cuts to the shower scene and, like, all the girls are, like, getting ready. And then it cuts to Claire, like, in the shower. And then she, like, turns the water off. And then you hear, like, the scraping in the background, kind of. And then all of a sudden, like, someone rips over the open the curtain. It's, like, some, like, girl. And she's like, oh, sorry. Didn't know this was Occupado. And then she, like... She's like, waxing. FYI? <laughs> yeah. FYI, waxing isn't just for floors anymore. Ugh, what a bitch. So I guess we know that Claire doesn't shave down there. <laughs> <laughs> because that was pregnant to the plot. <laughs> that was something we needed to know. <laughs> and then Jessica walks up and she's like, Riley, are you a senior? Because last time I checked, this was a senior bathroom. And then it cuts to, like, another girl that's, like, also in the stall that's clearly not a senior. And she's like, should I start checking stalls again? And the one girl's like, fuck, the one that's, like, hiding in the stall. And then she's like, no, I didn't think so. And she's like, you can leave now. And then she's like, wait, drop your towel first. And she's like, but my room's on the other side of the... And she's like, we have rules. There will be ca- there will be chaos. And so she's like, fine, but if you wanted to see perfect tits, all you had to do was ask. And she takes the towel off, and I'm like... I wouldn't call those perfect tits. Sorry, sweetheart. Like, they're kind of weird looking, but... <laughs> but you're gay, so... Who am I to judge? I'm a gay guy. I don't know. No body shaming, Michael. I'm that. not body shaming. I'm just saying, if you're going to announce the fact that you've got perfect tits, you gotta have... have... perfect tits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then she, like, walks off and, like, flips like flips Jessica off, and then um, her and, like, Claire have, like, a little conversation, like, because Claire's like, I can't stop thinking about that text, and um jessica's like garrett's a little bitch he says we made him kill megan as if and then like that's when you realize that the girl in the stall that's still in there can overhear them talking Mm -hmm. and then she's like seriously claire grow a pair and claire's like i've always had your back and she's like yeah but you've never had a backbone and then just like goes to walk off and then um 
Claire goes to walk off too, right? And then the girl like accidentally like almost drops the bottle. And so yes. Claire like stops, but then just keeps walking. And then this is like when you get the like the scene with all the showers like starting to turn on. Like all the showers start turning on. And then you get like the scene with the girl in there by herself. And basically she gets a tire iron through the chin. Right? Because like she turns around, yes. he's right there, and then he like pins her to the wall. Mm-hmm. And then like yeah. shoves the tire iron up through her head. Yeah. It's all for the boobs. Pretty much. <laughs> to also show that they will kill whoever knows. Yep. Promiscuous whores. <laughs> Promiscuous horse, wherever you are. I'm gonna kill you because you know the secret. (laughs) Oh god! But then it. This is when it cuts to like Ellie in the basement because that's when. um, Because she tells Cassidy, she's like, "I'm gonna go down to the basement to get." Or someone like is basically like, "Hey, Ellie, will you go down to the basement and get?" Yeah. And so, like, Ellie's, like, walking around in this, like, dark, dank, disgusting-looking basement. And then she, like, comes across, like, you can hear, like, this light fixture. Like, it's, like, the little string on the light. It's, like, tinkling or whatever. So she goes to, like, pull it down. And then that's when you see, like, the bloody jacket, like, Cassidy's jacket, like, just sitting there. And then Ellie's, like, freaking out. And then she backs into Kyle. It's Kyle, right, that she backs into. And he's, like, are is everything okay? And she's, like what are you doing down here? And he's like, uh, Cassidy said you might need some help. And then that's kind of like another red herring. Like that makes you think that, Hmm. I don't know. I, I get where this movie kind of like tries to be like scream in a way where it's kind of trying to make like everybody seem like a suspect. So it's like in that regard, like I will say that they kind of, I feel like they're kind of trying to be like who done it, like in a scream type of way. Cause you get like all these characters that are just like, in the perfect place at the perfect time that makes you like kind of be like, okay, is this person like the killer? Is this person the killer? Um, It was very much along the lines of like, like this probably would have fit. It would have been a better fit for movies that were coming out late nineties, early thousands, but it also jumped onto the whole remake train. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. It, I, it, it missed its opportunity. It's yeah. fine. It's a good movie. It's fun to go back and rewatch and you get all these bitchy one-liners, but it definitely missed out on the yeah like, early thousands type movies. Slasher the, movies. Yeah, the early thousands fucking slasher boom that went ha- that happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. it's like, it's, 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 um, what am I trying to say? I think I wrote this down it's like a super glossy like stylized movie like mm-hmm. so it fits into the remakes and like type of horror movies that were coming out at the time yeah but it just it it missed its time right show, which like, is, which kind of sucks because i feel like this movie like is not as bad as people say it is like i think the cinematography in this movie is great i think the score is great i think the acting is great like the everything about it to me is a good time like i love this movie clearly (laughs) Mm -hmm. like i think this is a pretty damn good slasher movie and i just feel like it does not get enough credit like it does not get the credit it deserves but um yeah so uh it suffers from screamitis (laughs) pretty much 10 years later (laughs) yeah and then um so yeah then it cuts to ellie like basically freaking out having one of her (laughs) 
many, many meltdowns that she's going to have in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, we dropped her body down a mine shaft. Why well, you guys understand that? And then Jessica's like, um, Ellie, there are a hundred other girls behind that door that probably don't want to, or probably shouldn't know that we murdered our sorority sister. Okay. And then like Claire's like freaking out too, because she can't, she's like, where the fuck is Chugs? Like that's like that. They're all freaking out. And like, they're talking about like trying to track down Garrett. Claire's like, Chugs should have been here by now or whatever. And Jessica's like, she told, she texts me and she told me what she'll be here when the party starts. And Claire's like, the party's already started. And that's kind of like the scene where you kind of see Jessica for once in her life kind of fucking like stand up against Jessica for a moment. She has like her little moment and to shine, but, um, and, but then she apologizes right after she's like, sorry, but it has <laughs> like, she's like, fucking still afraid of Jessica or something. And then, so basically Jessica's like, we're going to find, like, we're going to find Garrett, but in the meantime, we're going to go downstairs and pretend like we're part of this party. Cause like, she's like, if we don't go to our own party, we're basically, we should be pretty much magic mark guilty across our foreheads. After that scene, it like cuts to like the, it cuts to night. Right. Cause then that's when the whole party's like in full swing. It like does the whole, like going back and forth to like show the party and stuff. And then, well, they think Garrett is the one that's playing a sick joke on them and they keep going on and on about how it's him and right. then they're like, well, it can't be because he's harmless. And then they leave that whole voicemail for Chugs saying, we need to know where Garrett is and we need to know now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that little tidbit. <laughs> and um, then I, I love how um, Ellie's like, we're all, we're so dead. And then uh, Jessica's like, nobody's dead, Ellie. Well, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they do the whole, like, uh, they're like, well, Garrett's gone nuts. Guys, if he blabs, that's orange jumpsuits for all of us. Yeah. My line delivery was better, obviously. Obviously, yeah. You should have just got casted as the part of Jessica. I don't know why you didn't. I would, uh, yeah. (laughs) It's not a real stretch for me, so they didn't cast me. Yeah, they're like, we need someone that's like... Not actually a Not bitch. Not actually a bitch. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> that's not actually a bitch. We need someone that can play a bitch. <laughs> oh, you need man. to be nice after <laughs> we say cut. Right. <laughs> but a um, true diva. Diva. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, so it cuts, like, the next scene cuts to, like, the party scene, and they're all partying, and then you get, like, the shot of, like, the girl like the the person in the hooded graduation gown like walking along like the fucking group of people and then all of a sudden like it's just a girl like a fucking nude girl like and she like just pulls her fucking robe off and starts dancing and then for no cuts- reason <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then it cuts to like the inside of the house and it cuts to like um Cassidy I think cuz she's standing against the wall and she's like looking at her phone and it says like the Andy's like 50 feet away or whatever. And then like, he comes up behind her and she's like, I just don't want to be anywhere near here right now. And he's like, you are not alone. Trust me. And then it cuts to Claire. Like it cuts to Claire and she's dancing with Mickey and she's like, get off. Cause she like, keeps trying to push him off and he keeps like grinding up against her. And then finally she's like, are you deaf or stupid? And he's like, what's your problem? And she's like, I just don't want you grinding all over your business all over me. And he's like, you didn't mind my business in the hot tub. And then she's like, you know what, Mickey, it'd be nice for someone to read the situation. It's like, seriously, dude, like read the fucking room. (laughs) Does it look like she wants to dance with you? 
I don't know. Well, she could have done much better anyway. The only thing that guy's got going for him is his body. He looks like a naked mole rat in the face. Oh, yeah, he's so ugly. <laughs> like, I was going to bring that up, too, like, when we talked about when you first see them. I'm like, ew, Claire, like, set your standards a little higher, please. And not to mention he's kind of stupid, too. Like, he seems like a, oh, dumb, yeah. like a dumbass. Like, and he's a big old perv, like... <sighs> Yeah, he's disgusting. Like, if I was Claire, I would never... Mm-mm, nope. <laughs> but um, then she, he basically, like... He basically says, like, you think that I can't get anyone else in this room? And then she basically, like, hucks... Like, doesn't she take her necklace off? Like, she takes her necklace off that has his, like... Isn't it his class ring or something? Something like that. I feel like it's something, yeah. And then she, like, hucks it at his face and, like, she just walks out. And then... um, Then it cuts to, like... Ellie sitting outside is like um, her boy or Claire's boyfriend's like walking out and he like goes to sit next to her and he's like, you look really pretty tonight. I like this. Cause he's like talking about her hair. And then this is like my favorite part of like rumor Willis's character. Cause like this line that she says, I love, cause she's like, Mickey, if you touch me again, I'll fucking kill you. And then he's like, Oh, great talk. We'll talk later. <laughs> kind of thing. And it's then like the only thing she's got going for her is that one line. Right. <laughs> you know, it would have been kind of cool if, if she would have been the killer at the end. I feel or like. Or like stepped into her own or something. Like, yeah. Well, I guess she kind of does at the end. Kind of steps into her own a little bit. But, by that point, though, it's like way too late because we've already had too much like all she does is scream. She doesn't get any kind of development. She's just there to be like a walking panic attack. True. That's so it's like your one line's cool, but <laughs> very valid point. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah. So then he isn't this the scene where he like spots like the two girls like standing outside of the party trying to get in because they're like trying to like look over the fence to see if they can hop it. And he's like, "Ladies, I know what you want." And he has like he just magically has like two passes in his hand. It's like yeah. so. This is obviously something he was planning on doing. Oh. I feel like we could just skip past that part. It's kind of (laughs) gross anyway. Well, it's like, all it does is like, um, it's just like, it's setting up that the killer's there, you know? Well, and then it also sets up the fact that Ellie like sees him because that's why he goes into that room in the first place because he's basically like trying to get them to like flash their boobs at him so that he'll let them in. Yeah. And then you get like the. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get like the cool shot of like the killer standing there with like the gown and he's has his like weapon or whatever. Cool, and you then, graduated. We're real fucking proud, whatever he says. <laughs> and then she's like, um, we're gonna pass. And he's like, No, and she's like, Yeah, you're just a little too creepy and you're not real hot either. And he's like, That's not very nice. <laughs> and then he sees like and then Ellie like knocks on the window and then he looks up and he's like, Ellie we were just messing around nothing nothing to tell claire about and then like ellie goes walking away and then that's when he like goes to follow her and then it cuts to claire and cassidy like in claire's room i think and cassidy's like redoing her makeup and basically this is when you get like the scene with claire basically like i just think it's great that you've turned into a better person or whatever that you've gotten away from this place you know that you've she's like we should have gone to the cops when we had the chance like this has gone out of control like I just have like a lot of like she's like I regret not going to the cops and she's like well there's not much we can do about it now like she's like all we can do now is just stick together and get through the night and then that's when it cuts back to Mickey like going up into like the unfinished part of the house 
and he's like looking around for Ellie, but then comes across the killer in the graduation gown. And like this whole scene, this whole scene's kind of fun, I guess. Cause like you get like a whole, like you get a really good look of like what the, the weapon actually looks like, I guess. Yeah. Cause like, I, I don't, what exactly happens? Like how does he break his leg in the first place? Something happens to his leg. I don't remember exactly what happened. Some, like something like wood, like something like wooden hits his leg or something. And then his bone like sticks out. And so then he like runs to like, there's like a little dumb waiter thing, I think is what it is. So yeah. he, tries, he tries to like climb down into it. And then that's when the killer like hucks the fucking tire iron at the, the wall. And it like sticks through the wall, like almost hitting him in the head. And then he like turns it around and then like basically plunges the fucking blade into his neck. <laughs> and then I feel like they could have done, or they could have done something a little more fun with that whole like situation. Like, you know, in Halloween H2O when Ugh. they are going upstairs to get a corkscrew because they're yeah. too lazy, so they use it. And then she's getting into it and like Michael grabs her legs and as it goes down it like breaks it. They yeah. could have done something cool like that. Yeah. Missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah. It could have shown like something like the thing falling and then it like cuts his head off or something. This yeah. movie needed a good decapitation. I think so. <laughs> yeah. So then um you like get the shot of like Ellie kind of hiding behind like some of the stuff in the room, and then you see like the, the killer go by. And then it cuts back to Claire and uh, Claire and Cassidy, and they're still like in front of the mirror. And then all of a sudden, you hear <laughs> one of Ellie's screams. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah, and then they're like, "Oh God, Ellie's falling apart." And then it like cuts to like downstairs, like where the party's like going. And then you see just Ellie fucking running down the stairs, just screaming in front of all these people. Kyle and Jessica are standing there, and Jessica like goes to check on her, and he's like, "Is everything okay?" And she's like, "Yeah, Ellie's just freaking out again." And he's like, this is when you find out that Kyle knows because he's basically like, keep it fucking cool. Like, you know, take care of it kind of a thing. Like, And then she like goes walking off after Ellie. And so like, they're all like gathered in the kitchen and she's trying to like get Ellie to tell her like what she saw and stuff. And <laughs> she's like, hooded graduation. And she's like a hooded graduation gown. <laughs> Ellie, it's graduation day. Half the Greek system is in hooded graduation gowns right now. Do you have two eyes? Do you have two ears? And then fucking like Cassidy's like, stop. And then she's like, let her talk. And then basically Ellie's just like, <laughs> like doing, I know Ellie's like your favorite character in the whole movie. I love her. <laughs> and then she's basically like, well, if you're not going to tell us, you're going to show us. And then she like drags Ellie off and they go upstairs, like back to where Ellie was before. And then, Claire's like, I'm going to stay here with her. And then, <laughs> well, first Jessica's like, can we just leave her? And then uh, Ka- or Claire's like, you guys go, I'm going to stay with her. And they're like, good. And so they go back there and then they find um, Mickey's body. And I love how, <laughs> I love how Cassidy's like, is that Mickey? And she's like, or she, or cat or, Jessica's like it's Mickey or whatever and then she's like I'd recognize those ugly hideous shoes anywhere and then Cassidy's like is he dead and then Jessica's like well he has a fucking tire iron through his head and then um then she's like do you think it's the same one that killed Megan and then Cassidy's like you make it seem like the tire iron killed Megan by itself (laughs) well and then she also uh she also brings up the part where she's like um 
I can't believe this is, I can't believe we're doing this. This is the biggest party of the year. And, and then Cassidy's like, yeah, why couldn't Ellie have had a meltdown tomorrow? And then she's like, you know, Cassidy, when you're sarcastic like that, it kind of makes you sound like a bitch and nobody likes a bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, coming from the bitchiest fucking girl in the movie. Like, well, I like the whole, when they look at the tire iron and she says, I'm just saying it looks a little updated, doesn't it? Like somebody's pimped it out. It's <laughs> yeah. like pimp my ride. With <laughs> pimp my tire now. iron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is when they get like the text message on their phone. And it's like basically the vid- like the video footage from Megan's phone of like what happened the night that she died. And then it's basically like, there's like a message that pops up after it where it's like, I'm going to report to this to the police or whatever. And then doesn't it tell them to meet where it, where that happened or whatever. It tells them to meet at the lake, I think like where it all started. And so <laughs> then Jessica's like, whatever we do, we can't let Ellie see this. And then you hear Ellie scream. And, she's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then she's like, shit too late. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to get the escalade. You round up the girls. And she's like, um, what are we going to do? And she's like, we're going to go to the lake where, uh, finish this once and for all. And then, so like they go running out and like, this is like the worst way to tell somebody that somebody's dead. Like Claire's like, what happened? And she's like, Mickey's dead. We have to go. Like, she doesn't even like, she doesn't even like say it like nicely. She's, she's not like, Claire, I'm sorry to have to tell you this. Mickey's dead. Instead. She's just just like, (laughs) instead she's just like, Mickey's dead. We have to go. And then just walks off and she's like, what? (laughs) I would have said the trash was taken out. (laughs) (laughs) You're better off without him anyway, Claire. (laughs) She even says that like in one, like that scene where they're talking in the bedroom. She's like, you're better off without him anyway, Claire. And then it cuts to like outside. And Andy's like talking to like one of these like fucking drunk frat guys. He's like, you're that guy that sells weed on the quad. Right. And Andy's like, no, I was valid Victorian. (laughs) And the guy's like, nope (laughs) and then cassidy's like i need to talk to you so this is basically the scene where she's like i need you to like go like like just go to your parents i'll meet you up there after so she basically convinces him to leave yeah and so and then she like gets into the car with the other girls and (laughs) claire's like in the claire and ellie are in the back like crying hysterically basically and claire's like i don't understand why mickey and then jessica's like I don't know, maybe because he's a dick. And then they like go to drive off. And then you forgot the best part when Cassidy comes back from talking to Andy and Jessica says, that was so beautiful. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was so beautiful. Yeah. She's so fucking, uh, she's such a bitch, but I love it. And then they're like driving and all of a sudden, like you hear Ellie scream and then they slam on the brakes and you get like that shot of a fucking uh, Maggie standing in front of the SUV and then this is like the best, I think these are the best two, like the best lines in the movie, in my opinion, like between the two bitchy girls, because she gets out and she's like, where are you going? And then Maggie's like, where are you guys going? Is the party over already? And she's like, but we told you not to come. And she's like, yeah, turns out it's not against Greek rules after all. And she's like, yeah, but we told you to stay away. And she's like, but why would I listen to a lying bitch like you? By the way, my sister hated you. And then she's like, peace. <laughs> She just goes to walk off and she's like, we're going to, I'm going to deal with you later. And then Maggie turns back around. She's like, you might want to deal with that hair first because it looks like shit. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking love it. And then Jessica's like, Oh, Oh hell no. Yeah. Does anyone have a weapon mace anything? (laughs) Yeah. There's a chainsaw in the glove box. (laughs) 
Yeah, because this is when they get back to like the mining plate, the mining old abandoned mine. And then they get out of the car and um like Claire's like, Do we have like a light, lighter, anything? And she's like, Hold on. And then she goes to turn on like the oh well, yeah, you mentioned that part because like the part where they're like there's a chainsaw in the glove box and she's like That was before the Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because she's like a flare gun and she's like, Daddy has an overactive imagination. <laughs> Cause like she Wait. finds the, cause Cassidy finds the flare gun in the car, I think. And she's like a flare gun. And then Jessica's like, yeah, daddy has an overactive imagination. <laughs> well, the glove box thing was before the confrontation. Uh, yeah. Because then at the end of the confrontation, they say that she would have made a great Zeta. Zeta. Yeah. Zeta. 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 Oh man. And then, um, Ellie's like, Megan's alive, you guys. And then Jessica says, Ellie, you're being borderline retarded right now. She's not alive. Garrett is doing this. Well, and I kind of like how they like kind of, I didn't even think to talk about that until just now. They kind of like make the plot seem as if it's Megan, like Megan's Mm -hmm. somehow alive and she's coming or it's like her spirit or something like at one point in the movie, like when I watched the first time, I was like, is this like a supernatural movie? Is this like a supernatural killer? Like, I don't know, it kind of like plays with the idea that it could be, but I'm like. Well, I kind of like the idea that maybe Carrie Fisher would be the killer. Yeah, I kind of like that idea too. Because in House on Sorority Row, they like, I haven't seen it in so long, but like they pushed their um, house mother into the pool and she drowns or something. I can't remember. Yeah. And then you think that it's her the entire time and then like it's nobody in the movie and it's like just a random person <laughs> yeah like yeah a crazy person <laughs> yeah um but yeah so they get to like the they get to the the mining place the mine and they're like out of the car and they're like looking around and then um claire's like freaking out because she's like does anyone have like a lighter light anything and then jessica's like hold on and then you get like that shot of cassidy standing in front of the car and then the headlights go on and then that's when you see garrett and Garrett's like standing there like with a piece of glass in his hand and like holding the other part of the jacket or whatever. And then she's like, where'd you get that jacket? And he's like, what does he say when she asks him where he found the jacket? Um, they do where they turn on the lights and it says back the fuck up psycho. Oh yeah. Cause Claire like takes the flare gun and she like aims it at him. And he's like, this is all your fucking fault. You, what you bit bitches. like, he's like, you yeah. bitches made me do this. And she's like, back the fuck up psycho. Yeah. And then they ask why or whose blood they have on it. And he says, it's mine. Fuck you. You made me. (laughs) And then that's when fucking (laughs) Jessica just runs him over with the fucking Escalade. And then she's like, take that freak show. And then she gets out of the car and she comes around the side and he's like underneath the fucking car. And she's like, well, looks like he won't be sending us any more video clips. (laughs) What the fuck did you just do, Jessica? (laughs) And then she's like, he was coming after you with a knife. It was a piece of a mirror. Same diff. Should I have waited for him to stab you guys? You should be thanking me right now. And then she's like, <laughs> three to one odds. He's still alive. And then that's when you get like another like little jump scare moment because Cassidy goes down to like touch his hand and then he like grabs her. But then he like, you know, dies. Or not. Or, or not. Yeah. Or not. Nah. And then basically they're like, it couldn't have been Garrett because he got the same message we did. And then that's when Ellie's like, do you believe me now? It's Megan. And then Cassidy's like, well, there's only one way to find out. And that's when you get like the whole scene, like where she goes down into the, 
the hole that they dropped Megan into. Well, you got Cassidy saying, because they check on Garrett, and she's like, Garrett, my God, he cut his own wrists. And then Ellie said he didn't kill Mickey. They, oh, I just read something that was important. Where did it go? Oh, she's like, hold on. Garrett, Garrett sent the half, half of the jacket to us, killed Mickey, and then slit his wrists in guilt, right? Oh, yeah, shit. I mean, he cut his own wrists. Let's take a field trip to reality for a second. He sent half the jacket to us, killed Mickey, and then slit his wrists in guilt. You guys, it's not Megan. We killed her. She's dead! <laughs> well, well, he got the same message we did from Megan's phone. And then she's like, do you believe me? It's Megan. Yeah. But who was paying the phone bill this entire time? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh, gosh. Like, you know the parents were like, like, I'm taking this bitch off my wireless bill. Exactly. She did. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, so basically after that, it cuts to, like, the mine shaft and, like, Cassidy's being lowered down on, like, this, like, fucking <laughs> flimsy-looking chain. It doesn't even look like a <laughs> a very stable thing to be doing. But they've got her, like, kind of, like, harnessed in and they're, like, kind of lowering her down. And then fucking Jessica's just holding like a piece of the mirror, like letting like the headlights reflect off of it to give her light. And um, all of a sudden, like Claire sees like the chain starting to break and she's like, oh shit, the chain. And then it like basically breaks and then Cassidy like falls and lands at the bottom. And then she like kind of slowly like starts looking around and they're like, do you see Megan down there? And she's like, I see the blanket, but I don't see Megan. So like Megan's gone. And then she sees, like, on the wall, like, written in, I'm assuming Megan's blood is, like, Zeta Pi must die. And then yes. after Zeta. that. Zeta. Sorry. Zeta Pi. Zeta. <laughs> Sounds like, you have to sound like you have a lisp when you say it. Zeta. Zeta. Zeta <laughs> Pi must die. Zeta Pi must die. <laughs> and then it cuts back to, like, the sorority house, like, a little bit later. And, like, <laughs> it went from being, like, a full-blown fucking, like, rager to like absolutely nobody being there like except for like a couple of people yeah and then the corpses drove their cars home idiot and then claire's like bitch (laughs) yeah so they like walk up and you can hear like the fucking hot tub like basically overheating and then there's like just foam fucking everywhere and so like they're like buffy or is it Bucky? I can't tell. I think it's Buffy. She's like, Buffy, what? what's that noise? And she's like, the jacuzzi had overheated. <laughs> Where did everybody go? And she's like, after party at Bro Sigma New. See you guys there. <laughs> God. It's like the stereotypical. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. Claire's like, there. Yeah. And she's like all sweaty and like nasty looking. <laughs> and then they get like, they're like standing on like the, at the front of the house and um, Claire's like, maybe Megan won't kill us. Like, we're sisters for life, right? And then uh, Jessica's like, yeah, I think that tr- that trumps that when we dump her body down a mine shaft. Huh. And then she's like, I don't care what you guys do, but I'm going to go find Kyle to make sure he's okay. And then I'm getting my stuff and I'm getting the hell out of here and never looking back. And then Claire's like, I'm going to go shut that thing off. And Ellie's basically like, no, wait, don't go alone. And then you did get the, like, the shot of Claire turning around with the flare gun. She's like, I'm good. <laughs> Clearly you weren't, so. <laughs> she was good and dead. Yeah. <laughs> so she basically, like, and I really like this scene. This is probably, like, my favorite scene of the movie. Like, even though I hate that, like, this is, like, my favorite character in the movie's death scene, I still like this scene a lot because it's, like, really, like, like, I just love the, I love the shot of her, like, entering into, like, the sea of foam 
and you kind of mm-hmm. get like the subtle like eerie music in the back as she's walking through and then it like it cuts back to them like entering the house and there's like a couple of people like making out on the couch and jessica's basically like get out and she like takes like a fucking cup of like beer and just like dumps it on them (laughs) so they're like so they leave and then it cuts back to claire again and she like is basically holding is she she's like holding on to like the cord of like the hot tub right and she's like just following it through like this fucking foam and then she like gets to the hot tub and realizes she can't get it to shut off so then she's like she like starts walking back and that's when you hear like the the shink of the weapon and then the hot tub just like turns off and so you get like that scene of like her just like standing there for a minute and then you get like a shot of like her feet as she's walking along the ground and then you get like her walk right into the little uh circle like the hook thing like the thing that gets caught on her foot or whatever that and you get the call from uh well the cell phone's ringing and they think it's chugs but it's just a voicemail saying that she's going to miss the party oh yeah because then it cuts back to the party again and basically this is another important thing to note because cassidy looks at her pin on her phone and it says that andy's like 83 miles away or whatever so like she's like okay good he's gone and then that's when Jessica's like, is, am I going to be the one that turn? do I have to turn off the music or is, or is somebody going to turn off the music? Or do I have to do everything myself? And so she like turns off the music and that's when you get like the text message, right? I don't think it's a voicemail. I think it's a text message from Chugs. Oh, is it? She, yeah. Cause then Cassidy's like, finally Chugs. And then it's a, like, it's like basically like Cass, Jess and Ellie, I'm going to miss the party. And then it like another one pops up and it's like, because I'm dead. And then that's when, like, Jessica's like, why didn't that include Claire? And then all of a sudden, Claire, like, fucking comes up and starts banging on the window trying to get through. And she can't get in because, like, it's, like, blocked by, like, one of the kegs. Like, the kegs, one of the kegs of beer is, like, blocking the door so she can't get it open. And so they're, like, trying to get... Was it? No, it's got those locks at the top. Well, I thought they unlocked one of them because they get one of the doors kind of halfway open because she's, like, hanging through, like, she's, like trying to fit like jam herself through the door and she can't get through it. Cause like the kegs blocking it. And so oh, then like, it. well, yeah. I remember seeing them like, like they are running to the door and it's both Jessica and Cassidy trying to open it. They can't open it until Ellie screams and they finally look up and see that those locks are there. But by the time that they do that and try to get the door open, Cassidy notices that Claire has that like, wire wrapped around her leg and that's when it's ripped and she like falls down and goes woo yeah like you get like the cool shot of her just getting dragged into the foam which I've always thought was such a cool shot because it's like basically like as she's getting dragged and then she comes back up oh sorry I was just gonna say during that commentary they said that they put her on a skateboard so she was laying on her stomach on a skateboard and that's what they used to put oh that's cool (laughs) that's pretty cool yeah um yeah, so then she, like, gets pulled into the foam, and then she, like, stands back up, and then, like, something pulls her back down again. And then that's when, I think that's when Cassidy, like, finally unlatches, because she, I know she unlatches one of them, because, like, I just remember that Claire's, like, hanging in, like, halfway through the door trying to get in. But then uh, Cassidy finally gets the door open, and so she grabs a cane, which um, I thought was kind of a fun homage to the original, because the cane that she grabs, like, out of, it's like, the... the old- it's the house mother mm-hmm. in the original yeah and so like she goes running and then you see like you kind of see like there's like a struggle ensuing like it's in the foam and then all of a sudden you hear like the 
the flare gun go off and there's like this like orangey pink like glowy looking light and mm-hmm. so like Cassidy's like walking through the foam towards it and then that's when you see like it it like suddenly pans down to like Claire's body and like basically the flare gun has been shot in her mouth and like the flame is like <laughs> burning out of her mouth is like the skin around her face is just fucking burned to a that, crisp yeah that prosthetic was good I like yeah it looked really good and then they needed more like inventive kills like I get that I get the whole well I'm trying to shut them up so I'm gonna kill them by mouth but then it's kind of like the whole like uh, uh, phallic object type thing where you're using mm-hmm. like basically penises to shut these girls <laughs> up like, <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> yeah and then this is like if i was cassidy in this situation realizing oh shit like he's in the foam somewhere like that that moment when she realizes oh fuck like he's out here still and then she just like fucking books it that that would be terrifying i'd be like yeah. holy shit uh and then so she goes running back in and like locks the doors and then that's when jessica goes running off like looking for kyle and then Ellie's like, Megan, it's Megan. She's here. She's going to kill all of us. And then like the hooded like figure comes up against like the door. And so like they were, <laughs> and so they run away. I need to stop using my hands so much. I sometimes bump that. So like they go to run away. And then this is like the second confrontation that you get with Maggie and Jessica. <laughs> what are you doing in my bed? <laughs> yeah. Cause she like walks into her room and she sees like something under like underneath the blanket. And you think it's probably going to be like Kyle. Like she's going to find Kyle's dead body or something. So she like rips the blankets off and it's like Maggie like laying there in her underwear. And she's like, what are you doing in my bed? And she's like, oh, I met the cutest boy, this one. And she like points to a picture of like Kyle, which is an ugly ass picture of him. It's like literally a cropped picture of like his forehead to his chest. Yeah, like it's not even like, (laughs) it's just like a little like fucking picture of his close up face. It's just so bad. And then she's like, that's my boy. And she's like, Ooh, awkward. Well, we were just kind of getting started when you pulled up and and then she's like, oh, and by the way, I know you fucked Megan's boyfriend. Ew, like Jessica fucking Garrett. I don't see it. That does not sound like something Jessica would do, but okay. Yeah. (laughs) Like Garrett does not seem like Jessica's like type at all, but you know, whatever. And then it's just like a whole like dumb fight. Yeah. Payback's such a bitch. You're a bitch. Stop <laughs> it. You're such a whore. I'll kill you. Yeah, they're like they're like fucking throwing each other around, like basically fucking just slamming each other into fucking walls, dressers, a lamp. They knock a lamp over, and then they're like the fight like breaks out into the hallway. Like they fo- the fight follows into the hallway, and then all the rest of them like run up the stairs, and then they're like shut up, shut up. And then they're like she's in the house, and then Maggie's like who's in the house. And then you hear like the scraping sound from downstairs and then fucking Jessica's like, screw this. And so she goes and grabs like one of like the fireman's axes in the hallway. Which is like super anticlimactic. I feel like it should have been like, she just like gently walks over there like, oh, like strutting hey, down a catwalk. <laughs> I have something bitchy to say to you. You think you belong in a fire department? No, you belong in these hands. <laughs> these um perfectly manicured lotion <laughs> hands <laughs> oh god yeah, it's like ridiculous how slow she goes to it and then it's not even like a break to get it it's let me she open just the opens door. it yeah <laughs> so then she like she like creeps to like the edge of like the the corner of the hallway like where the stairs are 
and she's like standing there and then you like kind of like a see a shadow kind of like come up she goes to swing the axe and then like mrs crenshaw like ducks and then like butts her in the fucking nose with the butt of her gun and she's like mrs crenshaw it's me jessica like this moment though like when i watched that the first time i was like fuck yes it's about goddamn time jessica got fucking hit in the face with something like but then you grew up and became more gay and you're like, no, Jessica. You're gonna get a, you're gonna have to get a nose job now, sweetheart. <laughs> Cause her nose is all fucked up too, isn't it? Like and isn't it kind of like fucking yeah. yeah. Like, oh that sucks. She says, You've had that coming for four years. I saw yeah, and then she's like, I saw what you did. And then Jessica's like, We didn't mean to kill Megan. And she's like And then the revelation. Yeah. And then Mrs. Crenshaw's like, kill Megan? I was talking about trashing my house. <laughs> and then you get Maggie's whiny ass. It's like, you killed my sister? You fucking bitch. Yeah. Ugh. Maggie. And then I, th- I find Maggie more annoying in this movie than I find Ellie annoying. But that's just me. If Maggie was screaming throughout the entire thing, I would say maybe. But Ellie just takes the cake. <laughs> but like you have Miss Crenshaw shoot her shotgun into like the roof. Yeah, and she's like start t- she's basically like start talking and she's like um and then Cassidy's like Yeah, Cassidy's like um it was an accident. We'll explain everything later, but right now Mickey's dead, Claire's dead, Chugs is dead, and we're not sure if Megan's alive or not. And then um Maggie's like, "Wait, so my sister isn't dead?" And then um, Mrs. Crenshaw is basically like, you guys stay in Jessica's room. I'm going to go take care of this or whatever. Well, you have like the, like after they say who's all dead, they ask if, or who else is in the house and they tell her that Kyle's there. And then, uh, um, oh, yeah, yeah. And then she asks, is he in on this thing? And she says no. And then I think she shoots the shotgun again. Or she cocks she's, it. She's like, lie to me again. And then she said, okay, I told Kyle about Megan. And then they said, <laughs> or Cassidy says, of course you did. What's this sisters for life crap? <laughs> Was I the only one that didn't tell anybody? And then she looks over at Ellie and you can tell that Ellie's like, I told somebody too. <laughs> she doesn't like outwardly say it, but she's like, <laughs> Well, then you got the whole, where is Kyle? And they are, she's like, I don't know. We fu- like, he, he fucked me and then he left. Like, she's like, don't I look at me. He ran off him? when he heard you. Yeah, basically. <laughs> she's like, he heard you when he ran off when he heard you coming. And then, oh, and then this is when Mrs. Crenshaw says the, well, he, well, whoever he, she, or it is going to about to get two rounds to the face. <laughs> wow. Who knew Mrs. Crenshaw was such a badass? And then she's like, where's your phone? And then Jessica's like, I don't know. I think I dropped it somewhere. And then she's like, Ellie, where's your phone? And then she's like, Ellie. And Ellie's like, I've had a really bad day, okay? I just need to, like, a lot of shit is happening right now. And she's, like, basically having a, one of her many, many fucking breakdowns that she's already had in this movie. It's super manic. <laughs> yeah. And then you just hear, like, a, another gunshot, like, ring out from downstairs. And then that's when Jessica's like, oh, no. Like, what if you, What if she got her? And then Maggie's like, oh no and then like maggie goes to run out of the room and that's when jessica's like oh no don't go out there (laughs) what i tried to warn her yeah and then that's when it cuts that's when it cuts to mrs crenshaw like entering the kitchen and then you kind of just see like um like like the killer kind of like move out of frame and she like goes to shoot him and misses 
It's like, how do you miss with a fucking shotgun, dude? <laughs> She's like the worst shot in the world. Yeah, uh, then it's also like, I don't know, it's that whole like mystery that they have in horror movies where the antagonist like teleports or moves really fast or they like turn around and he's already gone. Yeah. I don't think these rules apply. So your fucking (laughs) shotgun can shoot like millions of pellets and it could probably cover like your freaking wingspan, but if they're a killer in a horror movie you're gonna miss them because <laughs> uh plot point plot device they could have an <laughs> uzi that like has infinite ammo and they would still miss or like never Seriously. get the shot <laughs> yeah and then this is when she delivers her famous line of come to mama oh not that Please one don't think i'm afraid of you Please don't think I'm afraid of you. I run a house with 50 crazy bitches. Yeah. And then and then after that, I think it cuts back to them again. And they're like, um, I think that was from downstairs. We can make a run for it. And then for some reason, Ellie's like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying here. It's like, really? You want to? Okay. And then, <laughs> and then she you- hides in the closet. <laughs> yeah, I wanted, I wanted to bring that up because that scene is so fucking ridiculous and funny because it's like, so they, like, Jessica ends up going with Cassidy to go find to go uh, find help or whatever. And so, like, they leave. And then fucking Ellie just, like, turns off the light in the bedroom and then stands in the closet. And then you get that shot of just fucking the clothes hanging in the closet and just Ellie's legs poking out from underneath. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, he's not going to find you there. <laughs> Good job, girl. <laughs> I don't know. Ridiculous. Uh, stupid. It's kind of like scary movie. Where am I? Right. Um, behind the couch. <laughs> <laughs> right. And he's like, wait, hold on. Close your eyes. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I can see your feet. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, then it... um. It cuts back to Mrs. Crenshaw, I think, again. And then this is, like, when she's um, in the... Like, when she's still shooting around. And then she, like, comes around a corner and you see, like, the fucking killer, like, just huck the the um, tire iron at her. He pushes the... No, first he hucks it oh, at her. Oh, okay, yeah. And then she, and like... Then... Yeah, and then it, like, barely hits her. And she's, like, trying to reload the gun. And then he, and like, then she, he yeah, because she ends up, like, walking in, like, not realizing that she's, like, walking in front of it. She ends up, like, walking right in front of it, and then he, like, pushes the table into her, and then it, like, goes yeah. through her chest. Yeah. And then she's, like, you stay the fuck away from my girls. And then, um, and then she basically, like, tries to shoot him one, la- one more time, but misses again. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why she didn't just try to shoot him while he was standing in front of her. Like... Well, in her defense, she got stabbed. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Yeah. She I guess that's true. Yeah. It's just She didn't have the strength anymore. <laughs> <laughs> true. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, then it cuts back to Jessica and Cassidy again, and they're, like, walking up in, like, the, like, the unfinished part of the house. And they're, like, looking around, and I th- isn't this the part where kyle all of a sudden like pops out of nowhere yes because he's red herring number whatever 82 (laughs) yeah so he like he like pops out of nowhere and like is wearing like the graduation gown thing 
And then Cassidy's threw like, something on because you fucked her, didn't you? <laughs> well, first Cassidy's like, why are you wearing that gown? And then Jessica's like, and why aren't you wearing any pants? <laughs> huh. And then that's when he says that, that line. And then, yeah, and he's like, you need to calm down. And she's like, don't tell me to calm down. You fucked her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they like start fighting. Well, I think before that though, I think that before that is the scene with Maggie where she's walking downstairs because I think the fire has already started when they're, when they find Kyle, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, then Maggie, yeah. So Maggie's downstairs and she's like walking around in like the living room area. And then she sees like the shadowy, like figure, like standing there and she's like, Megan, is that you? And then all of a sudden, like you see him like light up like the Maltov and like huck it at her. And then that's when you get like the whole like living room scene bursting into flames thing. And then, then that's when it cuts back to Jessica and Cassidy. And then that's when they do the whole like confrontation thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I told you this can't get out. And then she's like, Jessica, help me. And then he says, don't you know anything about Jessica? She's a power whore. She'll do anything as long. And then she says, as long as you keep your dick in your your pants, scumbag. (laughs) Are you crazy? (laughs) Do you have any idea what my father is capable of oh yeah well maybe i'm fucking the wrong guy yeah so like then basically uh (laughs) that's when that's when cassidy runs off and then he's like so much for sisters huh or sisters for life huh and then all of a sudden cassidy comes back with the fire extinguisher and it's like hey asshole and like basically whacks him over the head with it and then they go running and they like are like in this room and that's that's why I remember that the fire had already started because I remember like them going to the window and uh Jessica being like who uh started the house on fire shit and then they're like huh. and then you can hear Kyle like in the background like ladies like come out basically like he's trying to get like he's trying to find them and then come on babe I'm sorry <laughs> and then you hear Jessica's phone go off and then that's when you realize that Jessica's had her whole phone the whole fucking time and then I love the look that Cassidy gives her. She's like, are you fucking kidding me right now, bitch? Like, and then Jessica's like, I'm sorry. And then <clears throat> that's when they like go to hide in the bathroom. And then oh my God, it's Megan. Oh yeah. my God. She looks, <laughs> looks terrible. terrible. <laughs> yeah. Cause like they're going, they go to hide in the bathroom and, and Cassidy's like backing up towards the shower curtain. And then she like opens it. And like, it's basically Megan's like, decayed body like hanging in the fucking shower and then that's like a one second glimpse like it's a blink and you'll miss it scene pretty much and then that's when jessica's like yeah she looks terrible (laughs) and then really malnourished yeah she's (laughs) looking like she needs to change up her skincare routine a little bit (laughs) and maybe her hair yeah and her hair is looking a little dry too (laughs) somebody Uh, get this girl some taco bell (laughs) Oh man. And then like Jessica like Jessica's like kind of getting close to the door and she's like, I'm beginning to think he's not boyfriend material. And then all of a sudden he like smashes the butt of the axe through the door and it like hits Jessica in the face. So she's like knocked out cold, basically. And then this is like when him and Cassidy are fighting, like with the axe and shit. And then um he has like Cassidy like pinned up against the wall and he's like, I guess your boyfriend isn't here to save you, huh? And then all of a sudden like I think he like takes like something with nails. It's the axe. I think it's like oh oh yeah, it is the axe. Yeah. He takes the axe and like fucking bashes him in the back of the head with it and kills him. And then you find out, hey, it's Andy. 
what is Andy doing here? Uh, she says, oh my God, you didn't leave. And he says, it's okay. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't cast. I knew you were in trouble. Yeah. <clears throat> and then this is like when you realize that ding, 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 he's the killer. It was him all along, which did you, did you think it was him the first time you watched the movie? Or were you like genuinely surprised that he was the killer? Well, I was 16 when I first watched the movie, so I don't think I was yeah. smart enough to really think <laughs> about it. You know, I was just in it for the ride. Um, I mean, looking back now, it's like a little obvious because he's not even in the movie that much. So apparently, or not apparently, but like, obviously he was going to be used for something, either it being a red herring or like he's the killer. And he's dropping those hints with the dialogue and stuff that they give him throughout the movie. So, I mean, if you pay attention, it's more obvious now than it was when I was 16 years old and was just in it for the kills. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So um, basically this is like when Jessica wakes back up and she's like, Oh, what happened? Cause like her nose is like all fucking bloody. And he's basically talking about like, you don't need this place, these people. And something like that. And then that's when Jessica like walks out and sees, I think she sees the tire iron kind of like right there. And then that's when like you realize that he's the killer. And then Cassidy's like, it's you. And then Jessica's like, this is okay. This is okay. This is <laughs> this is totally doable. Or this is fixable. Yeah. Andy, you can count on us. The five tenants of... And then like right before she says it, he like jams the fucking tire iron through her mouth. That girl really needs to learn to keep her mouth shut. (laughs) Yeah. And so basically this is like the whole like explaining his motive scene. And basically he did it all for Cassidy because like he talks about how like one person blabs to this person and this person goes to this person. And then it just like, he's like, do you really want to be dealing with this for the rest of your life? And then he basically goes back to like that graduation speech that he said earlier. He's like, reputation comes from the company you keep and the company you keep. And then he's like, bitches. (laughs) And then he's basically saying like all of them deserve to die because they're all horrible people, like sitting around drinking, circling each other's fat, like wasting their lives away, like kind of just basically explaining that this is like a horrible environment for her. And it has been from the start. And he did it all for her to like start off like with a clean slate. Like at first, at first she's like, you know, fighting him and stuff. But then like towards the end of it, she, he's like, cause he basically says, now we go kill Ellie and then I'm off to my parents' summer house or whatever. Very cavalier about it. <laughs> yeah. He's just so <laughs> casual. <laughs> and then she's like, wait, Ellie. And he's like, she's like, no, Ellie's okay. And then he's like, you're, you're joking, right? She's the weakest of them all. I mean, hell she told me. So then you find out that Ellie's the one that told her boyfriend and it's like, seriously, Ellie? <laughs> But then basically he try he like you think that he convinces her to like go kill Ellie because like she's like I'm gonna go I'll go tell her to meet me in the basement and he's like good plan and so like they split off he's like are you with me and she's like yeah and he's like okay great and then he like pulls the fucking like knife or the tire iron out of the wall and Jessica's like body just falls <laughs> and he says go tell Ellie to meet me in the base or yeah. I'll take care of Ellie, okay? Go tell... I think they've got this out of order. Because Cassidy's uh, the one that Ellie says, I'll go tell... In the basement. Yeah. And then he says, there's the team spirit. Yeah. And then, like, as soon as he go- goes walking off, it cuts to her, like, walking down... The- like, running down the hall trying to find Ellie. And then, like, she runs into, like, Jessica's room and Ellie's still in there. And she's like, 
she's like what's going on and she's like is it safe and she's like it isn't any fucking safer she's like we need to go so like she goes to tell to um get ellie out of there and then all of a sudden like andy like runs in between the both of them he's basically like how could you i thought i could trust you and stuff like that and then she's like ellie run and so ellie runs and then like another like kind of fight scene ensues with the two of them I don't remember, like, she, like, shuts the bathroom door and he's trying to get in, and then she, like, doesn't she, like, deck him in the head with, like, a fucking, like... It's a lamp. Yeah, she, like, decks him in the head with, like, the lamp, and then he falls down, and he's, like, she's, like, I pinned you, and you left, and he's, like, I guess my cell phone took a greyhound out of town, and she's, like, oh, good one, and then she, like, whacks him again in the head. <laughs> and then like, I mean, that is kind of clever, though, because, like, it, it is, it does make you kind of think that oh, Andy can't be the killer because he's not there. You know, yeah. like the scene where it shows that he's like 84 miles away. Like, I was like, that's kind of clever that they did that. That's kind of cool. Um, So I guess that's like why when I watched it the first time, I never suspected him because I was like, oh, okay. I was just really hoping that uh, Audrina Patridge or however you say her name would show up and be like, I am killing all you bitches because <laughs> um, you, you killed me first. Um, <laughs> cut. <That's> just... <laughs> you know, the way life is. So fuck all you bitches. <laughs> I don't want to wake my lives to be over. Well, yours. They, I want you dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So then basically like Cassidy's like running downstairs and she's like, she's about to leave, but then she hears like Maggie screaming for her. And so like, she goes into like the living room and like, there's like a wall of fucking flames on one side. And then Maggie's like on the other side near the wall. And it's like, why didn't Maggie just, cause aren't there windows on that wall that she not, she doesn't even try. She's just like, Ooh, help me. Like, like I said, she's not Sally from Texas chainsaw. Not brave enough. That's true. She's not going to dive head first <laughs> through a window. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she's like basically like trying to get Cassidy to help her. And then Cassidy's basically like, I left your sister. I'm not going to leave you too. Get the fuck over here. And then that's when Andy shows back up and he's like, oh, I'm getting chills. And, and then she's like, stay away from her. And he's like, oh, come on over here. I'll be happy to kill you first. And basically, and then he like ties like the, the entire, the tire iron to like one of the flags or something. And then like starts throwing it at her. He starts throwing it at Maggie, trying to like hit her with it. And he's like, I'm going to need you to stay very, very still. And then he like starts throwing it at her and uh, he keeps missing. So I think, isn't this the part where she like throws something at him? And then he like looks back and she's gone. And then all of a sudden she pops up next to him again and like bashes him in the head again. And then this is like where I'm like, Cassidy, like make sure he's fucking down before you try to help somebody else. Like bash him in the head a few more times. Like it's just the whole like, hitting him once and then being like, okay, I think it's good, you know? (laughs) So then she, like, tries to help Maggie, but then all of a sudden, like, Maggie's like, look out, and then you see Andy, like, attack her again, but then the the floor, like, falls through, right, in this part? Yeah. And so, like, this is when that whole bracelet thing that Mrs. Crenshaw gave him at the beginning kind of comes into play because then it gets, like, caught on, like, a nail. And so, like, Cassidy's basically, like, hanging, basically only hanging from, like, this fucking bracelet and like she's that's separating her from falling into like this inferno and andy like comes up to her and she's like help me and he's like i wanted to help you you didn't want my help remember and then he like takes the tire and and like is basically trying to cut her thing like into her fingers and then that's you know how many times i tried to get you to tell me the truth 
practically, I practically begged, you. begged you. But no, you decided to practice or prect. You decided to protect your girlfriends. Let's I loved you so much, Cassidy. <laughs> thought you were different. I thought you were different. Turns out you're just the same. Sisters, sisters for life. Till the end. T- sisters till the end. That's what he says. <laughs> and then you hear Ellie like, farewell, asshole. And then he looks up and she like cocks the shotgun and then shoots him. And then he falls back. Into the fire. Into the fire. Yeah. Like Alien 3 when Sigourney Weaver is like, bye guys. I got something in me. Peace out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so like he falls and dies and then Ellie like helps him up. And so then they have, they have like Maggie like wrap the curtain around herself and then she jumps over like the fire. And then you get like the, the whole shot of them like walking in slow motion out of like the burning house. Don't touch me. Trust me. Yeah. Disgust me. me. Trust me. Yeah. Beautiful singing voice, Kate. <clears throat> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Very anticlimactic ending. Like yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't need them walking away. Like it's just like them walking in slow motion as the house is fucking burning in flames, and then you get like the the shot of like all the the fire trucks showing up and shit. And then it cuts to like, what is it, like nine months later, 10 months later, something like that? That's probably just another six months. I don't remember. Something like that. And then it like jumps to like the newly renovated like sorority house. And like you see the Maggie's there now. Like, and they're all like, that's good. good Everybody's clapping and she's just in the middle, like, you can't kill me. I'm a bad (laughs) bitch. (laughs) And then the, and then the final shot of the movie is like the shot of like, Someone Garrett's like, wrist. Ooh, yeah. Like he's like holding like the what is he holding? Like a fucking a tiny spade. little shovel. Yeah, like a spade yeah. looking thing. <laughs> and then it's like, then you see like the scars on his wrist, and you're like, oh, Garrett, he's back. Yep. And then unless Andy's black. just like the guy from the burning, <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> With the fucking hedge clippers. <laughs> yeah. And that's the end of Sorority Row, guys. So yeah, I enjoyed this movie. I love this movie. I like I said. I don't classify it in the movies of like, you know, cause there's movies that I've talked about on this podcast before, like it follows that are just like so much deeper. Like there's a lot of hidden meanings and a lot of, you know, this Allegory. movie's just, yeah, this movie's just more of a movie that you can shut your brain off for two hours and just have like a good time and not have to like really think about a whole lot. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's like, doesn't have any substance, but it's, it's not like what I would consider like one of those, like, great great movies like it's an it's a it is a great movie and i enjoy it very much but like it's just a fun movie it's an entertaining you know i think the cast is what like really makes this movie like come alive honestly like is all the different people that are in it and you get like all the different characters and like the bitchiness and the you know like we said before the one-liners and it's just a fun movie so i had a fun time it's good. I like it. It's like fun to rewatch because it's reminiscent of the movies that we got in the early thousands with slasher movies. And just like going back to slasher movies is always fun. Yeah. Rest in peace, old slashers. Ugh, I miss them. You know, Leah Pipes really takes the cake and she, I, I would trade her for Ellie and Maggie any day because you finally got yes. like that kind of like 
catharsis that you needed between Cassidy and Jessica right before she was killed. I don't know. Yeah. They're just, they're two bad bitches and you can say, I hate Jessica. She's a bitch, but like, (laughs) That's what everyone said about Gail Weathers. Look where oh she my, is now. And she, Gail Weathers is my favorite character in Scream. Like most people either say like Sydney Prescott, Randy. Some people even go as far as saying Dewey. And I'm like, okay, don't talk to me. I'm just Top three <laughs> Scream characters, Gail, Kirby, Jill. <laughs> yes, there we go. <clears throat> but I mean, Gail's the ultimate bitch. She really I'll is. I'll send you a copy. <laughs> send you a copy bam bitch went down (laughs) i hope you guys enjoyed this episode um i certainly enjoyed doing this episode with you kate i'm looking forward to doing more episodes with you in the future um same here but i guess before we go because i know that you have a youtube channel where you review horror movies so do you want to take a minute to tell the listeners about that uh i know i put you on the spot here sorry (laughs) he's like oh i'm okay yeah sure (laughs) Um, so I have a YouTube where you can find the rankings of the first, well, I guess not the first, but all four volumes of the After Dark Horror Fest. And then I get into other things like, um, underappreciated movies and then just ranting about stuff that I enjoy. My latest video is about sequels where I just talk about sequels that I enjoy and I went over on time. So it's not as fully developed as I would have preferred, but I talk about one really bad sequel. So if you're interested in that, my YouTube is real queer, R E E L queer. (laughs) Yes. That's real queer. (laughs) Um, and then you also have an Instagram too. Actually, you have two Instagrams. So, do you want to plug those in as well? Since we're and my you in? other one isn't really important. My main account is at Mister of the Dark, and I just I I'll talk to you about horror movies on there. I share my collection, and I just like post really dumb stories. So, if you like seeing somebody be an idiot, then you can watch my stories. And I've done a thing recently where I make fun of horror movie tropes or just horror movies in general. So, you can watch my uh, what are they called on there? My live video or not live videos? Yeah, IGTV. Yeah. Yeah, where I make fun of The Grudge, The Ring, Pulse. My latest one was what would happen if I was in a Final Destination movie. <laughs> I haven't gotten to see that one yet, so I'll have to go it's look at Blu-ray it. It's a Blu-ray disc killing me, so. <laughs> nice. But uh, yeah, yeah, you guys can check him out on Instagram and YouTube. So guys, check him out. He has like, you have like really good content, I will say. Like you actually take a lot of time to like make your videos, I feel like. So yeah, I, really good stuff. Like, I get too into it. Like, I feel like I need to stop talking about movies I like because I just sit there and say, this was a genuine good time. I really like <laughs> this movie. I write out a whole little outline and then like, don't even stick to it. You like say the same like <laughs> yeah. words to describe it. You're like genuinely entertaining. I love it. Amazing. It's just good. <laughs> what does Lady Gaga say on that RuPaul's Drag Race episode? She's like, <laughs> well, here. I'll play it for you. <clears throat> yes, play it for the listeners. Talented, brilliant, incredible, amazing, show-stopping, spectacular, never the same, totally unique, completely not ever been done before, unafraid to reference or not reference, put it in a blender, shit on it, vomit on it, eat it, give birth to it. 
There you go. That's, and that's, so you have it. In the wise words of Cade, that's basically in a nutshell, like what his videos and stuff are. So yeah, check out his content. Huh. It's really great. <laughs> um, but uh, I guess before I, before we end this episode, I just want to say thank you, Cade, again, for being on this episode with me. It was a blast. It was a really good time. Thanks for having me. So, and now also to all the listeners and to everybody that tunes into the podcast every week, I appreciate you guys. And thank you so much for your love and support. Um, you can rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts, uh, rate and leave a rating and review. That would really help the podcast grow. Like more people can find out about it. And uh, yeah, you can email the podcast at welovehorrorpod at gmail.com if you have any more questions and uh if you want to send in like your spooky paranormal stories because as i said before um just reminding you guys that every episode every you know two or three episodes i'm gonna do like a little fun little spin-off segment called tales from the campfire so where it's just basically like taking a break from talking about horror movies and talking about more like real life horror type stuff so if you guys want to send in submissions to the email, you guys can do that because then I can read your stories off on the show. So that'd be great. Anyway, <laughs> with that being said, thank you guys again. Thank you, Cade. And uh, I think that's all for today. So rate the podcast six stars, compy and paste. <laughs> Lady Gaga saying that it is show stopping, <laughs> never the same. Shit, Shit on, on it, it. Vomit, vomit on it. On it. <laughs> Eat it. Regurgitate it. yep eat it again (laughs) all right guys well i hope you guys have a good week or weekend but uh yeah we'll catch you guys next time this is not the last time you'll hear of cade so merry christmas (laughs) just expect more episodes in the future so thank you so much cade yes thank you and go walk some kids in nature yes yes (laughs) so With that being said, uh, yeah, we're going to go. So you guys have a great week, weekend, whenever I upload this episode. So yeah, thank you guys so much. See you guys next time. Bye. 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 (laughs) No, you say bye first. Bye. (laughs) You hang up first. Oh my God, no, you hang up first. Click. (laughs) That fucking bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.